222 of the PS Nation podcast with you once again, Glenn Percival, along with my two co-hosts, Josh Langford. How's it going, curmudgeon? Good. Yeah, he's tired. happy. He just got to talk hockey, even though he shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the man of the hour, Joel Shafrinsky. How's it going, bud? It's going very well. Good to Joel. be with you guys again. Joel set something up pretty cool, so uh, we'll be hearing that right after the new releases. Uh, and after the new releases, we're talking to, uh, well, I mean, Joel and I got to geek out. We actually got to talk to a real Green Bay Packer, a world champion Green Bay Packer, Mr. Tom Crabtree. A uh, bunch of news, what we're playing, review of, well, we're going to talk about the Orb BR, which is a way to stream a lot of video and media to your PS3, and then uh, Josh's in-depth review of Infamous 2. Uh, we're actually going to skip emails tonight just because we have a feeling that's going to go long. It is Josh. so. <laughs> well, and it's a big PS3 game, so that's yes, true. it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So uh, with that, let's just kick right into it uh, with the new releases. All right. Starting off the list, we've got, and this is all PS3, which I think is a trend. Indeed. A lot of PS3 last bunch of weeks. No PSP, no PS2. But obviously with the Vita upcoming, that's about to change. Anyway, this week, PS3, Earth Defense Force, Insect Armageddon. I'm going to have to buy this. Yeah, you know, I really enjoyed that on the Xbox 360. And uh, thirty nine ninety nine is value priced, so yeah. can't go wrong with that. Even the old PS2 games, even though they ran like shit, they were still a lot of fun. Yeah, this is a quirky, goofy, very <laughs> Japanese fun title. <laughs> Giant insects are invading the Earth, and you have to protect it by running around and shooting them and stuff. It's freaking awesome. Can't go wrong with that. Hell no. And if that doesn't keep you busy, then you can always just pick up the Resistance Greatest Hits Dual Pack, which holy, drops next week. Holy crap, already? Yeah, we got Resistance 1 and 2 in one tidy package for thirty nine ninety nine. That's right, just 20 bucks a game. That's a really good deal. That's yeah, an just, awesome deal. It was Both in our news just a couple of weeks back, and it's already hitting the store shelves. Wow. And a game that we don't even know if it exists or not. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? Mafia 2, Director's Cut, which we believe exists. I don't believe it. I'm afraid I'm going to get my toe cut off for this. I'm a bit skeptical. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing on the official site. There's nothing on the 2K FTP site. There's nothing on 2K's site. But there's reviews all over the place. But somebody reviewed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't find it on Amazon.com. It. It's a game that sort of maybe exists, but maybe not. (laughs) Even though the reviews tell us that it's available on Amazon. Yeah, it's... I don't know what kind of weird sort of time warp thing we got ourselves into. Did Duke Nukem do this to me? Is that what it is? Did I hit some time portal and I don't know what's going on anymore? Hey, we don't just report the news, we make the news. (laughs) We make it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's a time hole. Makes the car go faster. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Making speed holes. Oh, crap. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? It's supposed to have all the DLC, apparently, and all that other cool stuff for 30 bucks, which is a deal. It's a good game, if it exists. Maybe. <laughs> if it exists. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know who we did talk to, though? We talked to tight end for the Green Bay Packers, Tom Crabtree. That's right. So uh, I think we just need to do the interview now and get uh, get that rolling. So 
Uh, here it is, number 83 of your world champion Green Bay Packers. And you're going to hear me say that a lot. Wait a second. What, what? what football teams in Europe did they beat? I, I don't recognize those as being called football. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. The Philadelphia but if, Eagles, but the if Atlanta Falcons, all of those soccer teams. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I, I never liked that about any sport, though. They, they say they're world champions, but, you know, they're North American champions. Hey, Japan can bring a team. They can bring <laughs> one. They've chosen the not Phillies, to, apparently. The Phillies were North American champions when they won the World Series. Hey, there's a couple, couple kickers in the NFL that I think are from Europe. So, world champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see Uganda bringing right. an NFL team over. They could. I'm sure they'd be more than welcome, but they haven't brought All right. So. Just saying. You know, Philly gives him a gimme with his, with his oh, touchdown. Gimme. And, yeah. and now i gotta, I got to well, give him a gimme anytime here. Anytime you're playing his... the Eagles, it's a gimme lately. So. Uh, you're yeah. spoiling it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of the silliness. On to the interview with Mr. Tom Crabtree. Folks, with us on the show, a very, very special guest, number 83 on the field, but number one in our hearts, tight end for the world champion Green Bay Packers, Mr. Tom Crabtree. How's it going, sir? Uh, good. I'm glad to, glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, hopefully we won't uh, embarrass ourselves too much in front of someone that uh, we watch every week on television. <laughs> <laughs> So, Joel, I, I think you should really start this whole thing off. I mean, you were the uh, the mastermind be- behind getting him on the show with us. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, I'm a big Packers fan, as all of our listeners know, and I've been following Mr. Crabtree on the Twitter, and I've noticed that he's a gamer. So uh, he's, he and I started going a little back and forth after the Super Bowl win, and, and Tom, I'm sure you were a little busy with, <laughs> with the press after the, after the, the bowl win there. <laughs> Just a little bit, but... Uh... <laughs> You know, thing, things have definitely died down a little bit and just busy working out and getting ready for the season now. So I got, uh, you know, it's awesome to, to do stuff like this. Talk about my other hobbies. <laughs> well, and you also uh, got your got your rings last week, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we got our rings uh, last week, week before, something like that. And uh, that was just awesome. It, it was cool to see all the guys again and be around them and kind of uh, relive that moment back in February a little bit. Nice. Well, and, and also congratulations for tweeting it just before Clay Matthews. Did was I the uh, was I the big winner? I never did find out if I uh, I tweeted a picture first or on my feed you were first. Was I? okay. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is a whole competition. Yeah. See who can tweet fastest. <laughs> So, uh, for all of our listeners that are in Europe and Australia, New Zealand, and, a- and Asia that have already tuned out, uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you know, I'm a big Packer fan as well, season ticket holder, and uh, just uh, what a great season. So, uh, we're not going to geek out about football the- this time, though, because it's the middle of the summer. You know, we got other stuff to talk about, like video games. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we-, we see you on there, and obviously, you're a Black Ops player. Oh, yeah. Tw- yeah. Tweeting about that like crazy. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you're only playing that on the 360, right? 
Oh, uh, yeah, it, it is unfortunate. I'm uh, I'm on the 360 now. Oh, um, goodbye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I uh, I do have plans to to get the PS3 up and running again because that was my baby uh, before the you know that that dark period there for a month or two, and I think I'm gonna fire it back up this week, get all my updates taken care of, and uh, you know get get back where I belong. Nice. You anxious to get into the Uncharted Three beta? You gonna give that a shot? I am. I played. I did not play the original Uncharted. I played Uncharted Two, which obviously is an amazing game, and uh, so I'm I'm pretty pumped about three. So I'll definitely be checking that out. Nice. Did you? I mean, did you play the single player on Uncharted Two or, or both modes, multiplayer and single? A uh, little bit, a little bit of both. Yeah, I pl- I played both. I went through. This has been a while since I went through it. I went through the story. I don't think I ended up beating the single player, but <gasps> played most of the story, and then I kind of got caught up in the multi- multiplayer aspect of it and started playing that mostly. So, uh, but yeah, it's unbelievable. And what is that? A November release, I think. Uh, November first. First, yeah. First, okay. Yeah. Now, one cool thing they're doing though is uh, through Subway or whatever in October. They're going to release the entire multi- the competitive multiplayer for free, and anything you earn or gain in the multiplayer during October, when the full game comes out, all that stuff carries over. Oh wow! Yeah. How how are they going to do that without having a hard copy of the game? How do you how do they go about doing that? Well, it'd be kind of like the beta where you're going to put a code in and you're going to download oh, a you. huge chunk. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the stuff so, saves on the server. I got you. Do you have time to play games during the football season, or is is gaming for you more more of an off season activity? No, I um, I, I play quite a bit during the season as well. It's kind of uh, you know you spend a lot of your time uh, during the week as far as practice and meeting. I mean, you're over at the stadium from about you know six or seven in the morning until uh, three or four in the afternoon, so. You know, that takes up most of your day, and a lot of that time is spent lifting or out on the field. And uh, by the time I get home, I'm ready to kind of relax and stay off my feet. So that's, I think that's one way I, I do that is, you know, sit down uh, in my my little chair I got, pull it up to the TV and uh, just relax and kind of, you know, play my games and let my mind uh, get away from football for a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Are there a lot of football players that game? Do you uh, is there like a a Packer click of guys that play Black Ops or any, anything like that? Yeah, there um, there's a lot of guys that play. Um, I'm trying to think, and it seems to be a pretty even split of PlayStation Three guys and 360 guys. So, so in that regard, I kind of have I've got both sets of them kind of on each friend list. So. Um, yeah, but and everybody, of course, thinks they're the best, and usually that's not the case. You get on there, and all you got to do is click on their kill death ratio, and it's it's pretty uh, pretty laughable. So for all, the, <laughs> for all the for all the trash they talk over at the stadium. So, well, I would imagine you guys being football players and NFL players are competitive, not only in in playing football, but it probably bleeds over to the gaming a little bit. I would imagine just that whole competitive nature. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, 
we uh, like I said over at the stadium uh, if we have a little downtime or at lunch you know guys will you know, get to talking about video games and how good they are at Call of Duty or you know Madden's the other big one of course and um, so they'll, they'll get to talking about how good they are and everybody thinks they're the best but like I said that's definitely not the case there's some some pretty bad gamers in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> you sit around and argue about your uh, virtual stats in Madden and how your player is not where <laughs> yeah, he should ex- be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, try to try to throw myself uh, about twenty balls a game. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> this off season, the Madden had a competition where they asked the fans to vote for the cover athlete, and it was really interesting here, being in in the Wisconsin area, because. It's almost like the Wisconsin natives didn't want Aaron Rodgers on the cover. They were voting against him. So yeah, I, uh, I kept up with that whole situation and uh, being on Twitter, a lot, a lot of the people I follow, um, I follow a lot of the Packers fans actually. And so I was kind of pushing, I was trying to get Aaron to get the cover. And I think Aaron wanted the cover too. But so whenever I would tweet, you know, Hey, go vote for Aaron guys, blah, blah, blah. I'd get a little backlash. <laughs> the fans w- wouldn't be too happy. They would uh, they'd say, no, we can't. Don't vote for him and about the curse and everything. <laughs> well, so. I mean, that curse is kind of proven. It's it's really... <laughs> <laughs> it, is. it is, I guess, if you believe in that thing. Uh, I don't know what to think of it. I know if I was in that situation, I would say, you know, please vote for me. It's it's an awesome uh opportunity and an honor to to get something like that so i'd be voting for myself as as much as i could i know that <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta remember i come i come from a baseball background I, I was a baseball player my whole life so i'm very superstitious oh yeah there you go but baseball that's as uh, extreme as it gets i think as far as superstition and sports football you have a little bit but not not to that level he's are there any players that buy into that, the whole conspiracy? Uh, um, with the Madden, the Madden yeah, curse, the Madden um, curse. You know, I'm not really sure. I, I never heard anybody bring it up or talk about it, so I don't think it's. If anything, it's probably more of a kind of joke about it type thing, rather than like, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's like fearful or <laughs> fearful <laughs> of the curse. So. <laughs> Oh, how realistic is the Madden game? I know a lot of you guys play it. Now, when you look at that game, do you like the blocking schematics, the holes, yeah. the play calling? I mean, how how close to accurate is some of that stuff? Um, you know, I I really don't play it nearly as much as I used to. Um, kind of once I got later in my college years, and I kind of stayed away from it because, like I said, when I play games, I want to kind of get my mind off of football. I don't want to come off the practice field and then fire up Madden (laughs) but you know I think I've played it a little bit and um you know I think it's it's fairly realistic especially you know you crank up the difficulty up to uh you know whatever it is now Madden or all Madden or whatever I think once you you get up in those higher higher difficulties and you know the the holes for the running back close up quick and the windows are pretty tight for the passer so it's it's pretty realistic so going back to uh, Black Ops because I've been playing that a lot too. Uh, like, what's your favorite mode on there, and what like your your favorite loadouts? How do you how do you like to play the game? 
Okay, I uh, I I really like playing Search and Destroy. Um, that's kind of that's my thing right there. I don't really do hardcore. I kind I just stay with the the regular Search and Destroy. Um, I just find that to be you know I've spent so many years playing multiplayer games where you just rack up kills and uh, Search and Destroy for me is just kind of a I don't know. It's really cool. You just it, you really got to think. There's a lot of strategy. There's, you know, you can't just run out guns blazing or then you know one one kill and you're out for the round. Right. Um. So that's that's probably my favorite game mode right there. And then as far as like classes, um, you know, I'll bounce around a little bit, but probably my favorite would be, you know, I put ghost on, steady aim. And then for my third perk, usually either Ninja or Hacker. I just find that to be, if you're playing Search and Destroy, that's kind of the setup you want. You want to be, I play a little more stealthy. Um, I don't want to say I don't camp. I'm not a camper now. (laughs) I'm just a little more stealthy and I'm a little more, uh, like I said, I'll just run, run out in the middle of the map and start firing my gun or, you know, going nuts or anything. I kind of sneak around a little bit and move uh move through the map kind of undetected now just so you're not a sniper though you don't you don't sit back and just snipe all the time no no i uh not a big fan of that i think i think especially modern warfare 2 that took really took a lot out of the game they fixed it for black ops to where you know you have to have i think more skill in black ops but modern warfare 2 that really kind of turned me away from sniping because kids would they just abused the system so bad. I mean, you, it wasn't even sniping in its truest form at all. It was just, well, <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. kids are shooting you from across the map without even, you know, zooming in or yeah. anything. So, so uh, I, I've been saying a long, for a long time that I, I would probably say Modern Warfare 2 is the weakest in, in the last couple of years. And I don't know maybe if you agree with that or if you found something um, in Modern Warfare 2 that was actually worth playing compared to cod 4 or black ops i uh you know i kind of liked i like the concept of the modern warfare as far as the weapons and the if that makes sense like sure yeah just i i think the weapons and the the upgraded you know like helicopters or what whatever it is i just kind of found that appeal to me more so because i think black ops takes place it what like the 80s or 70s or uh i think it's kind of a mixture of the 60s 70s and 80s okay yeah but yeah the gameplay itself i'm not you know i think there's too many ways to exploit like the classes or the perks and stuff in in modern warfare 2 so i think black ops did a good they did a pretty good job of uh kind of balancing it out a little bit so you weren't bummed when they took the nuke boosting out of uh black ops yeah that's (laughs) that was one thing i kind of missed i uh there was a point there for a while where I'd never had like a nuke before and that's the only reason I played for about you know like two weeks straight and I finally got one and it was like oh it's whatever what do I do now (laughs) (laughs) hit the button and let everybody blow up Uh, that was fun no no one else was excited on my team yeah I bet (laughs) any other type of games that you like to play or are you really just focused on the Call of Duty stuff right now right now yeah, pretty much Call of Duty. I uh, especially I just I got the new map pack the other day, and so I've uh, last couple of days I've just been playing um, that map pack, search and destroy with those maps, and 
they're pretty good. I, I like the new maps. I've been pretty impressed. I think all the map packs for Black Ops have been pretty solid and a lot better than the options I think we got with with Modern Warfare 2. I'd agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've been coming out with them a lot, a lot quicker. It seems like, which it can kind of be a bad thing. You don't, you don't want to get to a point where you're just being, you know, and you got a hundred new maps. And but I think they've done a pretty good job with them. That actually screwed me quite a bit because I hadn't played Black Ops for a few weeks, and I came back to it, and there were two map packs out by then. Yeah, I grabbed them, and I was on all new maps the whole night. And I <laughs> didn't know where the hell I was going half the time. It, yeah, exactly. I usually, you know, once I download the map pack, I'll uh, I'll jump in and play something like uh, like Domination on the new map pack, and then I'll just run around with like Lightweight and Marathon, and just kind of like zip my way around the map, familiarize myself with it right. for a few games, and then I'll go go play like Search and Destroy. So nice. Well, you got to try Domination sometime too. That one's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. So do you have a uh, any exclusive on the PS3 that is really your favorite? Um, any of those? Let me think. It's probably been since... I'm trying to go through my head and think of what good exclusives they've had. Probably the Uncharted 2 was the last one um, that I had. What are, are there... Name some more recent ones. I'll try to uh, remember. Yeah. God of War 3... Heavy four, rain, heavy rain, um, motorstorm apocalypse. Gosh, there's so many. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a ton of them. I feel like I'm trying to think. Uncharted two. It might have been the last. It's it's been a while since I picked up like an exclusive because I usually, like I said, I stick to like the Call of Duty games the last few years, and I also I haven't played nearly as much of this lately but i used to play all the time the uh like guitar hero and rock band games nice yeah rock band's awesome yeah i was i was into that pretty uh pretty hardcore into into those games and i actually picked it up started playing a couple weeks ago and i was just i was just terrible it had been like a year (laughs) since i had played Uh, i got, got got my butt kicked but uh yeah those Especially back in college, that was, that was my game. Oh, cool. hey, you know what you need to play is Just Cause 2. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what is it? Just Cause 2. Which one is that? I, I've heard of that. Yeah. That's, well, that is it, knows is it good, or are you saying that? Yeah, like, no, oh, it is. It's a okay. sandbox game. It's jo- like a Grand Theft Auto, but more fun. Jo- Josh <laughs> oh, just platinum to the game, and it took him 100 hours. What now? He just got a platinum trophy in the game on the PS3. 100 hours? It took him 100 hours to get it. More than 100, actually. Oh, but my God. The way I play games is I tend to explore every nook and cranny of the game. And yeah. this, this has a map that is bigger than any map in any game I've ever seen. It's oh just massive. Wow. Tom, we've been hearing and, about this game more from him than we've been <laughs> hearing the frickin' uh, comparisons between... Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. That's how long we've been hearing about this game. Wow. Yeah, that, that's pretty rough right there. It's fun, though. I mean, think about Grand Theft Auto, but take away all the boring, you know, the boring missions and the boring, you know, meet your friends to go on a date and all this right. crap. And, yeah. and just all it is is run around and blow stuff up. That's the whole game. Hey, yeah, sometimes that, that's what you need, you know, get get a little frustration out. and. Yep. Not, yeah. 
We're blowing <laughs> some cars up. And that's Steel cool. Steel jet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. It's really cool. <laughs> and hopefully we'll never have to hear about it again. <laughs> that's okay, because now he's going to start playing it, and that's yeah. it. He's that's hooked. To talk about. That's all we're going to see on Twitter now. Oh, yeah. Just Cause 2. Thanks, Josh. Oh, I missed the first game of the season. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> what? When did you start gaming, Tom? What, what are your gaming roots? What's the first system you bought or owned, and where did you all get started? I vaguely remember playing the, the old Atari. Um, nice. I was probably four or five playing that. Um, and then I've kind of moved up through just about every every console uh, the Sega Genesis the original Nintendo the um, the Super Nintendo Sweet. GameCube Dreamcast Sega Saturn oh, <laughs> I mean I I've been, been through them all and then obviously all the uh, you know the PlayStation and PS2 and now all the all the newer consoles so I've been through them all nice Besides the call the Call of Duty series, do you have a favorite game series? Um, hmm. maybe something just just holds a special place in your heart from even back in the Nintendo days or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, the I'm trying to think. Definitely back in the Nintendo days, I would say the the Mario games, and then the Zelda games. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah the. Man, that makes me want to run out and get get an original <laughs> Nintendo and just <laughs> blow out the dust, and then just you know start playing. I wonder. I wonder if those are hard to come by now, though. No, you can get uh, these new systems that uh, they're clones, but because the license ran out, so you can get yeah. these clones that actually play Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Genesis games all in one console. Oh wow! What kind of controller is it? That like you can get like an like a replica of. Um, like the original Nintendo? Or? Some, some of them you can plug the original controllers in. Some of them you have to use the one that came with the system, but it's pretty much a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can get a regular NES for roughly 40 bucks nowadays. SNES the same way, 40 or 50 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Down in cool. Appleton. Actually, up in Green Bay, too. There's one yeah. right on, uh, on Mason, I think it's called, I think it's on. Sweet. I'm going to have to check that out, all this all this uh, classic game talk. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, I was playing. Yeah, I was playing my Atari Fifty Two Hundred a couple weeks ago. I, I still have all those things hooked up. <laughs> Jeez, it's amazing. Oh, Josh, yeah, I love my. <laughs> I did, you know, I was really in college. I was really into the Halo series over on Xbox, but I picked up the new one, uh, Reach, and uh, I was. I did not like it. I probably played it for a couple days and. I haven't played it since, so I will. I will say that very disappointing uh, release by the the Halo guys. Wow, that that game was so divided. Like you would see some people that just loved it because it was uh, the the squad stuff more, and then other people just really mm-hmm. hated on it. There was no in between with that one. Yeah, yeah. The the my favorite of the series was definitely um, probably Halo Two. Um. Yeah, I, I played that nonstop in college, and then um, I don't know. I guess has they released Halo Three, and then now Reach. Just uh, not that didn't really do it for me. 
<laughs> well, they're bringing out three more games pretty soon, or next year or the year after, whatever, so. Yeah. They're just going to milk that uh, that cash cow oh. until it's dead. Jeez. Well, the yeah, remake that's... of one is coming, and they're going to have a bunch of the old multiplayer maps and stuff for it. So. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it in HD. I'm going to pick it up. I mean, I'm not really going to use it for the multiplayer. I just want to see the game in HD and maybe play through some of it again. Once I get to the library, I'm done. <laughs> well, you don't want to go all the way back the same, the same way you came in? Oh. <laughs> well, I, you know, that was a cheap way to make the game really, really long. But at yeah. the same time, I thought it was a really cool idea because you never see that in a game. You go in, you set the bomb, and then there's a cutscene, and you're back on the ship. I like the idea that you actually had to get the hell back out, all the way back out, oh, the way you came in. It was kind of cool. No, it wasn't. It sucked. <laughs> no, the library sucked. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, Joel, you got any more questions? Or I don't want to. Le- I don't want to take all of his time up. No, I don't really have any. I'm just geeking out that we've got a Super Bowl champion Packer on the show. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> so every, every question I have is, is rooted in the wrong direction. So. <laughs> well, we do have to talk about one thing. I mean, obviously your first touchdown in the NFL was against who was that? I think that was the... Who, who, who was that, Josh? Uh, I do not know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... I should look it up on Wikipedia, but I think, if I remember correctly, it was the, the Eagles? It was. <laughs> Just it driving was. that home. Well, you know, we had to give you, like, some sort of excitement in your career. <laughs> oh. so, there you go. First touchdown. That's on us, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's on us. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an exciting game. Uh, the only Green Bay Packers Eagles game I remember is fourth and twenty six. Oh boy! Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I know nothing of any other Green Bay Packers versus Eagles game. Just remember one thing: they call Green Bay Title Town for a reason, Josh. It's true. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So off of football because <laughs> you're a football player. Because Josh has nothing else. Are there any other sports that you that you follow that you really like to watch or that you know you have another favorite team in? Um hmm. I'm not a big not a big NBA fan. I like I like March Madness and college ball. Gosh. I'm really I mean, it's just it's football for me basically. I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch the playoffs and stuff in the other sports, but I don't, I don't really follow particular teams or really follow the whole season game by game. Uh, Not a Blue just, Jackets fan? You're from Columbus. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could say I'm a Blue Jackets fan, but I mean, that, I went to a couple games, and I, I don't follow them like a true fan. That would be, I think it would be disrespecting the, the true uh, Blue Jackets fans if I – threw myself in that category <laughs> but no i do i support them but probably before any other nhl team this is the time to start because the flyers oh just God. traded their best player to him Josh one of their trying best to turn somebody else into hockey who, joel stop him who did they trade <laughs> jeff carter okay when did that happen uh right before the draft the flyers <laughs> traded away richards and carter their two best two of their better young players basically oh. the franchise the nucleus of the franchise wow 
I did not, I didn't hear away. about that, but that's, uh, yeah. that's probably not, not what you're looking for. Yeah, well, they got <laughs> younger and faster and dumped a ton of salary, so. Yeah. That's, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But, so, yeah, Carter went to Columbus, so. Yeah. It should be exciting for for them for the next year. A, a ton yeah. of salary? You mean like 50 bucks a week? It's hockey. <laughs> 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 I love taking the shots at Josh like this. <laughs> uh, well, sir, um, we don't want to take any more of your time, and we do really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed yourself enough. Maybe some other time you can come on and talk to us some more. And, yeah, uh, definitely. And, uh, I appreciate you guys having me. It was, uh, it was a good time. Cool. Well, what's, your, uh, what's your Twitter name so they can all follow you? Uh, Twitter name is tcrabtree83. Cool. We'll follow him, and uh, <laughs> there's some pretty interesting tweets from you. Uh, I will say that. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll be you'll be entertained. You you won't be disappointed. And uh, <laughs> like you said earlier, there's some some video game talk on there, and you know I I get on there and play with a lot of the fans and stuff too. Um, PS3 or or 360. So very, very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we'd like to see a repeat, by the way. So could you get right on that? Oh, you got it. Already working on it. Sweet. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at some games this year. Uh, I know I will be there. And, uh, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on. When Joel told me this was actually happening, I I almost drove off the road. So (laughs) Very, very cool. (laughs) And for all of you that don't watch football, still, it's the Green Bay Packers. You have to be excited. That's just kind of the law. So... (laughs) Thanks very much, sir, and uh, we will talk to you hopefully very soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Dude, Joel, we just had a Green Bay Packer on the show. Yeah, and I squealed like a little bitch when it was over. Oh, my God, is that awesome? (laughs) And all the credit goes to Joel. I mean, he set everything up, so very nice job, sir. Yeah, well, and, and credit to Tom Crabtree. He's very approachable as far as being available and, and wanting yeah. to participate. So we, we got done with the interview, and he puts his Skype name up on Twitter and starts taking random calls. <laughs> that's awesome. Everybody <laughs> must follow the guy on Twitter. He's, he's, he's a good follow. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, hope definitely hope he comes on again. He, uh, he definitely has walk-on status, and uh, he knows how to get a hold of us. So, uh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was awesome. I don't care what you say. That was awesome. <laughs> So yeah, this this is the time when I'm glad that we're not all in the same room together because I don't need the smell of wet pants around me <laughs> and cheese. Mm, cheese. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, let's get on with the news. We have a lot to talk about this week. Uh, obviously, the the news that made Twitter go afire. The U.S. Supreme Court says that video games are protected by the First Amendment. That's right, a huge, huge victory for video games, uh, basically making the California law uh, violate the First Amendment, which is huge. So uh, this does not mean that we're going to start selling porn to kids or anything else like that. Uh, you know, Games labeled mature are only supposed to be sold to children or to people 17 and older, that kind of thing. This doesn't really open things up, but this really, I mean, there were a lot of companies that were afraid that they were going to have to start toning their games down just because of this law in California. Yeah, and this would have been a dangerous precedent. If, if video games were deemed, which is ridiculous in my opinion, to not be protected by the First Amendment, what's next? 
movies, books. Music. I mean, it's a slip, slippery slope. So if Two Live Crew is okay, and it's it's okay with the First Amendment, then God damn it, video games are too. <laughs> damn right. I just like the hypocrisy in this all. You know, the the guy that made violent movies is saying video games is... What are you talking about? All of my movies were funny as well as violent. It was funny violence. Yeah, but you can't count twins. That just doesn't count. Well, that wasn't funny at all, no. No. It is not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. I still remember oh. seeing Kindergarten Cop at the theater at Oak Park Mall with Dana Swisher. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I big big win for video games. Theater in Virginia. <laughs> Why do I remember stupid I remember shit that. like that and I can't remember people's phone numbers anymore? Yeah. God, I gotta tie an onion around my belt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, well, and only... one thing that I think needs to be made clear about this whole thing is this does not open up the floodgates to say that video games are art 100% of the time. This merely allows them to express what they want to express with the video game that they're making. So. The only concern was, uh, especially in the the dissenting opinions, was that they they basically felt this law was too broad, and they feel that maybe reworking it a little bit and trying again might actually pass the test and be held up to constitutional standards. So, um, if, either way, even if they hadn't said that, I'm sure this is not the end. Somebody else will come out with another law, and they're going to keep trying and trying and trying. Yeah. I, so, I think this one is – I think this is definitely – even if they rework it, I don't see them ever making it um, – I don't see them ever making it like narrow enough to actually be passed in a way that would be detrimental in any way. Uh, you know, there There are those precedents that Joel was talking about with – even Saturday morning cartoons and, and books and music and movies, you know, where does the, is the line drawn? And, you know, it, it's a very slippery slope, and I don't really know if I ever see the Supreme Court actually passing something like this. Well, it's just dumb to even... I mean, if, if people really understood the games industry and how it all works, and that they have their own ratings board, and just like the movie theaters, and it's up to the theaters to make sure that people under 17 don't get into an R-rated movie. It's up to the people at the theaters and the parents, too, to have an idea of what your kid is doing when they're out there. You know, it's it's not something that you can you can really hold people responsible for. You don't hold the movie makers responsible for an R-rated movie. Yeah. You shouldn't hold the game makers responsible for an M-rated game. Now, in this, I believe they were trying to uh, fine uh, shop owners, basically, yeah. if they sold a game to a child. But, you know, a good shop owner is not going to be selling an M-rated game to a child unless the parent is there saying, I'm buying it for him. Yeah, well, and that's the problem, though, is that you're... A lot of these, these smaller shops, especially, are kind of on the honor system. And, and how are you going to police that, really, unless you run sting operations, you know, that sort of thing? Ugh, that's which sucks. Yeah, police I mean, totally have sucks. better things to do. Well, not in this town because they go they go to the bars <laughs> in this town all the time. Are you twenty one? Are you twenty one? Okay, keep the music down. <laughs> I'm reminded of Clerks, where he passes yeah. the pack of cigarettes to like the six year old girl. Like, so he's any kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the other thing is. Um, 
this is the kind of thing that goes on in every generation. You know, it was way back when books were evil and then movies were evil, then music was evil, then comic books were evil. You know, it's whatever the kids are into, there's something insidious there and something horrible that's turning our youth into these crazed monsters that, that well, I mean, we just obviously don't we've understand. all seen Footloose, so we know that music <laughs> is the real evil here. Didn't that take place in Wisconsin? No, I hope not because I'm moving. If it did, <laughs> wasn't that like Maine or Massachusetts or something? <laughs> no, we talked about this a while back, but this is yet again parents not doing their their job as parents. You know, it's exactly. I want to plot my kid in front of their TV, and then I have to just govern. I have to govern you. To govern what they watch. No, you govern your kid. You pay attention. You know, how many times, we've even talked about this, how many times do you go to a video game store and grandma's buying the kid God of War 3? Yep. It's okay. Oh, he says it's okay. And you get the guy behind the counter is like, I don't think it's okay. I really shouldn't. Ah, just shut up. Give it to me. He says it's okay. Jeez. You know, it's the bad parenting, and you can't, you can't make a law or you can't take away First Amendment rights just because people are bad parents. <laughs> you know, They've got to step up to the plate so to speak, and do the right thing. Right. Agreed. First, like I always say, you don't need a license to be a parent, but you need a license to drive a car. Anyway. I don't know. That would solve a lot of problems, hey? We should just license parent. Well, tax it. Tax it. <laughs> you, want, you, you want to be a parent? 200 bucks. <laughs> well, you know, parents will have enough money set aside if they run out and buy the awesome summer minis bundle that's on the PSN. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, like really? That? Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, yeah, I saw this yesterday, actually, and I got an email about it today anyway, but it's a really cool bundle uh, for 5 bucks, four ninety nine on the uh, PlayStation Store right now. You get a space shooter for 2 bucks, Young Thor. Which we've talked about. Widgets Odyssey 1 and 2, and Zombie Tycoons. For 5 bucks. Uh, yeah, if you combine all the prices together, you're getting 70% off the retail price of those five titles. Yeah, and a Space Shooter for 2 bucks is excellent. It is a great game. Young Thor is actually a lot of fun, too, and it's got a lot of gameplay. Yep, we reviewed that on episode 174, look and at, we gave it a B. Look at Josh! Yeah, look look at me be prepared. <laughs> wow. You trying to make me look bad tonight. I think I'm even more impressed Damn we were right. on episode 173, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've been at this a while, haven't we? Yep. Yep. And maybe next year we'll officially be a part, a part of the team. Well, you haven't been with a goat yet, so we've got to have the, the goat or a goat? Well, the goat. Very no, special goat. <laughs> Condoms. What do we need condoms for? You don't. <laughs> Just remember, ba means no. Uh, that was Ted McGinley in his finest roles before or after Married with Children. Yeah. Wait, and which Stan one was Gable. that? Stan Gable. Oh. Re- Revenge of the Nerds, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you guys seem like cool guys. Take these. <laughs> condoms? <laughs> what do we need condoms for? <laughs> oh, crap. Well, for even less even less money, the free Uncharted 3 multiplayer beta hit last night. And it's free because for th- you get the PlayStation Plus with the Welcome Back program. 
I think almost everybody who signed up for that is still within their 30-day period. Barely. And if you have play, PlayStation <laughs> or, Plus, then you get the, the beta. Or so. you could just sign up today real quick. Yeah. This is true. This is true. I saw there were some people waiting around for something really worthwhile like this and then engaged this 30-day membership and picked up the beta. Of or, course, if you follow us on Twitter, you could have got the beta that way as well. Yeah. Eh, still got a, you know, it's funny. I, we get 100 codes to give away. And then I get one from Subway in the email yesterday, too. <laughs> uh, and also, of course, if you own Infamous 2, you have a code for it. That's right. I'd love to share some impressions of it, but unfortunately, it was, wasn't working too well last night. No, they've been patching it today uh, already, and they said so they actually found a pretty big problem, so they're working on fixing that as well. So, yeah, it, uh, it got beat up. I got into a half a match last night before I went to bed. Well, I'd love to talk about it. But I was playing Infamous 2 <laughs> till 3 a.m. <laughs> to finish it. Wow. Yeah, it froze my PS3 a few times. I'd get, I get really close. The game's just about to start, and all of a sudden, just would stop right there, still screen, frozen. Obviously, a lot of people with, with the, the Free Plus program right now having the beta as part of it. It was getting slammed. It was getting slammed hard. I mean, yeah. the download was slow, and I'm sure everybody in your, and their mom was trying to get on at the same time. And I, that's, I'm sure, a large piece of why it wasn't running very well, in addition to the problems that, well, they, that they found and the patch coming and everything else. Also, this is a beta. This is what a beta is supposed to do, just like the Journey beta. The Journey beta was broken last night, too. And they tweeted, like, holy crap, we found a problem that we never would have found if we didn't have this beta running. So... There's a reason for it. It's not a demo. It's a beta. If there's problems, there's a reason for that because they're trying to iron stuff out. Uh, I know one of the major problems they were having with with Uncharted 3 was uh, they link it to Facebook, and you could actually uh, use your Facebook friends list as well as the regular PSN friends list. And apparently the the Facebook one was killing it. So they turned that functionality off for now. I didn't realize that functionality was there. That's actually a pretty cool thing. I don't know what extent... You would use it because I, I know that they had some Facebook integration with uh, Uncharted 2, but apparently it's a lot broader now. So hopefully, I'll when I finally get into the to the beta, I'll see what the heck's going on. Yeah, I'd like. To, I'm anxious to give it a shot. It looks gorgeous, obviously. Yeah, I oh man, there's so much stuff I want to play right now. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, it's piling up. You big jab. Well, speaking of piling up, you get UMD two packs now. PSP two packs. Nice. That was just recently announced. On saw the story on the PlayStation blog, and there's dual UMD packs coming next or this week actually for fifteen bucks. You get Siphon Filter Logan Shadow bundled with Killzone Liberation in one dual pack. Another That's one's got nice. Siphon Filter Dark Mirror and SOCOM Fireteam Bravo, and Is then it- the other one. Is it Fireteam Bravo 1? Yeah, okay. Yes, it yes it is, yeah. And then the second, or the third one is Secret Agent Clank and Dexter. Yeah. Bundled together. And these are all for 15 and bucks, so you get two UMDs. What's even better bucks. is you can get them on the PSN as well. Which would be perfect if you're planning on buying a Vita. Exactly. Nice. And that's, I've been waiting. Remember I said Dexter, I didn't want to buy it because it's 15 bucks on the store, but it's nine ninety nine. In retail, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's it dropped in retail price, suggested retail price to nine ninety nine, but it was still fifteen bucks on the PlayStation Store. Well, now I can get that and Secret Agent Clank for fifteen bucks. Well, at least you got Daxter. 
Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you know. Which and, is a and, great game. I, yeah. I, you know, and, and Sanzaru are the ones that did Secret Agent Clank, but not everybody can have a hit because, unfortunately, that game is just not good. It's not. There's tons of camera problems. There's there's no feel to that game whatsoever. It just has no soul. But it's Clank. I, it, but that's the problem. It doesn't it's feel clank. like it's Clank. It's It feels very wooden. It feels very stiff. You know, it's just... It's just not a good game. I'm telling you. Yeah, but Daxter but will clank. carry it. <laughs> Daxter alone for 15 bucks actually is not a bad deal. I mean, Daxter is actually a great game. But, um, it is. I just, like I said, Sanzaro, man, the freaking uh, uh, Sly Cooper collection they did was awesome. But Secret Agent Clank, uh, I just can't recommend it. You got the birthday song all queued up there, Glenn? But of course. <laughs> Another year I'm going to have that memorized. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody want to take that segue and run with it? PlayStation Plus turns one this uh, day. (laughs) (laughs) Now-ish. Soonish. Around sort of now. (laughs) Now, now, now. Yeah. Well, talking about Plus here for a little while. Last couple stories had some touches of Plus, or at least the Uncharted beta did. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the the maximum savings if you bought everything, the you know if you got the free stuff, if you got the discounts, all that stuff, you would have saved eight hundred eighty one dollars and fifty seven cents. Fifty seven cents. Fifty seven cents. How insane is that? Okay. Josh did that research himself, and that's what's the crazy thing about that. No. <laughs> and that doesn't... No, no, I'm getting this off of another website, and that doesn't even take into account avatars, themes, and full game trials and demos. Wow. Yeah, so, more than fee- 883 games. Over 100 free DLC items, add-ons, avatars, themes, 170-plus discounts, over 100 exclusives and early access items. I mean... We we should I should almost go back and find us talking about plus a year ago, because I know all three of us were kind of going eh, I don't know, eh. and compared to what we say about it now, yeah. Plus, you know, now you have the the <laughs> online saving. Yep, the cloud saves. game saves, yep. and you know it's it really is worth it. I mean, just the amount of discounts I've gotten are more than 50 bucks. Oh, definitely. And there's games that I held off on. And, and that's the thing. We were talking about this sort of off and on. I don't know if we ever really talked about it on the show, but for me anyway, it has changed my buying habits where Tuesday would roll around and I'd jump right in and buy all the stuff I wanted. Now I look at the stuff and I think, nah, it might be discounted on PlayStation Plus in a couple <laughs> months. I can wait. <laughs> and I do. I end up waiting half the time. And unfortunately, it doesn't get discounted, and I forget that it ever existed. And then I find it eight months later and go, oh, crap. I never bought that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm missing out on some games because I'm waiting for them to come 
come into a discount situation. I don't, I don't do that as much. There, there are a couple times where I've seen a game and I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to pay fifteen dollars for that game just from what I've heard of it, and I'll wait. But it doesn't. I don't wait too often because usually that week there's a plus deal anyway on something else. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Well, you know what else this means? Everybody is about ready to have to re-up for plus. <laughs> All the early adopters are going to start paying for another year, and I, I'm no. with you guys. I, I've I've loved it. Well, okay. They've got if they bought the one year plus three months, I suppose they have a little time. Damn left. right, buddy. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Uh, that's one of the things with the birthday until July 11th. Uh, they've got a deal where if you buy three months, or if you get a three month package, you get another bonus month. But if you buy the year package, you get three bonus months. So if you're going to get into plus and you haven't done it yet, this is the time to do it. And yeah, honestly, I'm loving every, I, I'm loving every minute of it. Best fifty yeah. bucks I've spent on the PSN, frankly, with all the money I've saved and. The free games and the themes. You know, not to be a weirdo, but I like the themes. Yeah. There's some cool free themes on there, and I, I don't really like buying the themes. It's not something I would seek out and buy typically, but to have the free ones, just downloaded a couple the other day. There was an infamous one out there, a MotorStorm. Yep. Some good stuff. What do you, what's your theme currently, gentlemen? Are you using a plus free theme at the moment? Uh, I'm not using any themes. I, I actually just put pictures up in the background. <laughs> I'm using well. I have two PS3s, so one of them I'm running a theme that I bought, and that's the Milwaukee Brewers Miller Park picture. That's a dynamic theme, and then the uh, the one I'm using upstairs is, I believe it's the MotorStorm Apocalypse one. It's a MotorStorm theme. I just don't remember which one. My problem is the theme is never exactly what I want. You know, like There's it a seems few like that a good are, idea. For me, though. I, have, you, have you tried the Heavy Rain one yet? Yeah, I don't like oh, it. Oh, I love that, that one. Yeah. I like the Dead Nation one with yeah. the, where it's got the hand on the ground sort that of flipping really, around. That one's and Every really once good. in a while, it'll th- throw up the middle finger, Metallica style. <laughs> like, hey! <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I just, there's always something wrong with the theme, whether it's the sound, which is unbearable, or... Whether it's that it's got a light background and the white text and you can't read it half the time, or See, you know, I, there's always something that's slightly off that I just I put it on there for a little bit and I'm like, nah, I don't like it, and I just go back to a regular picture in the background. I, I feel that way about most of them, but there are a few that work really well, like the Uncharted Three one where he's walking in the or Uncharted Two when he's walking in the snow, and then there's an Uncharted Three one that has the. Uh, the crashed airliner or you know the the cargo plane that we saw that one works really well the icons you can yeah. see them all against the background and everything um i think that heavy rain one where it's just showing the back alley and it's kind of just sw- swooping around i think that one is one of the best ones because it's a lot of blacks and the contrast of the icons and everything works really well uh, oh, then maybe that's not the one i saw the heavy rain one i saw two or three just different the, ones. the ambulance Oh yeah, no, 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 no. that one. There. That one gets annoying because all the flashing lights. Yeah. There's one that that's just like this back alley, and the and the rain is just pouring down, and uh, very simple looking theme, but it's really, really good looking. Uh, I that's kind of my go to actually. Like if, if I, you know, every now and then I want to switch them up, and I'm like, ah, I'll go back to that heavy rain one. Uh, I mean, I have the MLB one on there right now because it's MLB and it's baseball season. Um, yeah, so the Uncharted 3 one, though, with the cargo plane is really good, too. 
Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I was using that one for a long time. I think right now I've got a paid one up, and it's Pixel Junk Monsters. Big surprise. That's a great theme, though. Yeah, it's got little dude running by every few seconds. <laughs> well, even the even the Gravity Crash one is really cool because it's so minimalistic. Yes, actually, that one I I did put up and had that one up for a while. Um, I did kind of enjoy that one, but even that I got bored with after a while. You know, like a week or two, and then just moved it back to a picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I do. That's probably the one that I did like out of all the different uh, dynamic themes that I've tried, at least. Sure. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Yeah, it's I, we haven't really talked about themes much ever. So yeah, I know there's. I mean, I have a ton of them because I bought a few. But like, there's a Warhawk one that's decent, where the Warhawks are flying around dogfighting. But the yeah. uh, the sound gets annoying on that one after a while when you're typing. Yeah. But you can take the sound out. You can actually change that shit. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, that Heavy Rain and the Uncharted 3 one are kind of my go-tos. There's been some free just, avatars, too, which is also something I don't usually pay for. Every once in yeah. a while, Plus mm. will throw some, some in there. and it's. I know, like, Josh, for example, has had the same one forever, and I respect that because it's consistent. <laughs> and I always know where Josh is because he's that little ship, you know, the little... Uh, <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I download every free avatar, and there's some that I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. And then I think about it, and I'm like, nah, I can't change it. I like mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Irish. Uh, my legs don't work. I'm, I'm Irish. <laughs> my legs don't work. You know, with the dynamic themes, though, before we get off of that, I, that's one of the things I wish. Because when themes came out, Sony put out a theme editor, a free theme editor yeah. that you could download and make your own themes. And everybody made the worst themes ever. Just horrendous. <laughs> the, like bad with these like people who didn't know how to use Photoshop. Just took a bunch of pictures. They're all stretched out or they're all just, uh, they're terrible. Yeah. Um, but you can make your own. Then the dynamic themes came and they never put out an editor for that. And I think they that's can't. because they can charge for those. And well, no, the dynamic themes, you actually have to know the, the language. You actually have to write them. To program. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that pops in my head. Uh, one of the other, there's two other th- dynamic but, themes that I think they're really good. One of them is a very early one. It's the little big planet one where he's running on the little planet. Mm, that yeah. one's phenomenal. And the other one is the flower dynamic theme is... Excellent. I don't think I have that one. Oh, it's I've seen that one. It's excellent. And one to um, stay away from is the pain dynamic theme. It's terrible. Mm. Awful. Yeah, another but, one too. I, I like the the movie a lot, so I picked up the dynamic theme for my second PS3, and that is the um, Nightmare Before Christmas, ah. which is actually it's it's a pretty cool theme visually, but the sound effect to Josh's point is annoying. Uh, like every time, every time you you click on something, that little dog barks, like, boop, boop, and it's oh it's annoying. It's as hell, you know. But it's a pretty cool theme. Hmm. But like you were saying, with you need to know the language, somebody could write a wrapper for that, and sure. you know, make it relatively easy. But I mean, they could do that and then sell it for like five bucks on the store. Make your own dynamic themes. You know. Yeah. yeah. That'd be sweet. And then we got to revisit the whole First Amendment again. <laughs> well, not that you get to put up your themes. You just make them for yourself. No, there you go. 
and then put them oh, on forums like they did with all the other themes. And that's how I saw all those garbage, garbage yeah, themes there were that people really made. Ones, especially early on when people were just dicking around. You know, just because you made a theme when you're learning how to do it doesn't mean you have to post it. Just saying. Uh, and this just in, I got an email back from 2K Games. Uh, Mafia 2 Director's Cut was released for sure. I'll check in with our teams and get back to you on where you can find it and all the details. So it was released, apparently. <laughs> See, I, I think it's one of those weird exclusive things where it's only in select stores. It, I, but why would they do an exclusive no sense, for this game when it's been out for so long? It's not. I don't know. It's yeah, it's not going to drive. It's not going to drive traffic to the store. Well, I'm going to GameStop because they're the only ones that have Mafia Two Director's Cut. Be back in ten. Wait. Well, wait. Mafia Two Director's Cut finally came out. Fuck! I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> quit, boss. That's the thing. I'm convinced that somebody somewhere in the GameStop Empire looked through their data sets and said, "Ooh, we can get some money off Mafia Two. It's it still seems to sell pretty well. Let's get a director's cut." And they talked to Two K Games, and that's there you go. Uh, that's my guess. Yeah, uh, they sought that. Yeah. They sought that one out specifically. You know, it's like, what should we get? Should we get Madden? Should we get Infamous? Well, no, because this was cheap to get. Got it. So for six pence, they got exclusive rights yeah. to Mafia 2, the director's cut. You, you well, can't go laying out a ton of money on a year-old game for an exclusive thing. You know, you, you find a game that sells pretty well consistently. That's not a big title game. I mean, it was when it came out, but you know, it's sort of fallen by the wayside. You just say, yeah, we'll do a little, look at me. I'm a businessman. Don't, uh, don't, don't sweat it. Uh, <laughs> the hell do uh, I know? <laughs> Josh is dropping knowledge. <laughs> Whose baby is that? What's your angle? I'll buy that. <laughs> All you Flintstones fans out there. <laughs> well, I'm not playing Mafia 2 Director's Cut, but I am playing other games if we want to go into that section. Certainly! <laughs> All right, so I did, I did not also play the Uncharted 3 multiplayer beta. So there's two games I didn't play, but I did play the Journey beta, which oh, the beta. came out. Also, are we also, allowed to actually talk about that? I didn't look I don't in think the... we are. <laughs> no, no, there was quite a huge agreement there, but I played it. Cool. And I also played on the iPhone. Uh, our, one of our writers, Bill, mentioned this as being free, and I just happened to be um, driving like mega hours to a wedding this last weekend. So I downloaded for free on my iPhone the Army of Darkness Defense. Ah, uh, yeah, I heard about that. And that is actually pretty cool. Played hmm. the heck out of that. I like Army of Darkness, so I mean, anything that's semi-decent and has that as a backdrop, I'm in. Sure, and it has some of the, the a lot of the one-liners from the movies are in the game, and it's a lot of fun. And it was free. Nice. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, and then I tried uh, the Sonic Generations demo. What'd you think? I no. did not like it at all. Uh, really? Well, Mark yep, didn't frame like it rate, Frame rate stinks. It's uh, you're well. It's a demo, you know. So there's there's time for them to repair it and to make it better. So but I'm did you optimistically see that hoping. Did in it? In the, in yes. The, okay, because Josh, I brought that up at E3 when we were at the, at the party, and I'm like, it seems like it's jumping all over the place, and you didn't see it. So I, I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy. But uh, yeah, it, it seems to like have this weird stuttering effect when it's scrolling. Yeah. I was incredibly sick at the time, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, when are you going to stop using that excuse? Yeah, you know, that's exactly it, Glenn. <laughs> it, it, it's beautiful to look at. 
I love the concept. You know, going back to the classic Sonic levels, the music sounds awesome. It's the old chip tunes sounding all modernized, and it sounds fantastic. But it, the the frame rate the frame rate didn't look too well. It's very jumpy, and it was it took me out of the experience a little bit. I mean, even with the Genesis versions of these games, that ran smoothly. This did not. Yeah. Well, that's so, because that had blast processing. In the exactly. And, and PlayStation's um, downfall is not adding blast processing. I knew it! Uh, <laughs> Jerks. The, actually, and, the one thing I found with this, and I don't know if you played it in 3D. Yeah, horrible. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's near impossible to play in 3D because the far background moves independently of the near stuff. And in 3D, it's confusing as hell as to what's going on there. Hmm. For me, anyway, I, 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 haven't, I haven't tried it yet. I, I just played the one in D three, so I didn't. I haven't yeah, tried. I played I it in three D for awesome like in 3D, five minutes. It's, oh, it was lost. jumpy, jumpy as hell in three D. I turned the three D off, and it was even jumpy without it. So I'm like, what the heck is going on here? But the, the jumpy frame rate and that with the whole thing that you just described, turning that into three D, just seems to exaggerate the the whole thing even further. So it doesn't it wasn't working for me in 3D, and and I don't think even if they polished it, and even if it wasn't jumpy, that game is too fast for 3D. I think it's not going to be a good combination. Yeah, I think we're we're all starting to kind of find out that the slower games are the ones that really work in 3D well, which makes me even more excited for Uncharted 3 because really that's kind of a slower moving game than you know like a Call of Duty or something. Just saying. Yep, played a little bit of Infamous 2. I was gone all last weekend, and I didn't have a whole lot of time for games, so it was mainly the iPhone Army of Defense. That's about it. Hmm. So now I got this this holiday weekend here in the States. We got the 4th of July, which is our Independence Day, where we celebrate breaking away from you Europeans mega long time ago. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but got a lot of free time to yeah, play some you games. Bastards. So I picked up Shadows of the Damned. I'm going to be playing that. Bastard. And, uh, man, I've just been downloading titles like crazy off the PSN. I really want to check out Beyond Good and Evil. That just came out. Yeah, there's one thing I heard about that that's not too good. We, I know Josh was tweeting about it, too, with, uh, with Chris. What's about that? The, about the controls. I didn't hear it. You can't reverse just the Y-axis or the X-axis. So yeah. if you want to reverse the controls, it reverses both. <laughs> just like the original game. And that was my biggest problem. It's just like the original game. And I think I was on Indus and I had talked about this uh, because I had been playing the original game at the time. And that was my biggest problem with it. I loved the game. I loved the idea of it. I loved the look of it. I loved everything about it. But I could not get used to the left and right being completely backwards. Yeah, it me too. threw me the entire game. I had to stop playing. And I was hoping that the option would be there on this, and it's not. It's just the same as it was, where you switch one, it switches everything, and it just screws it up for me, totally. Uh. <laughs> I also played, and this is it's a game I'll never play again, Go to my friend's wedding with a bunch of Russians, and a mass respect to Russian people. My buddy's <laughs> Russian, but uh, it's the first time I've ever done shots of vodka at a wedding. What? That was yeah. He was passing around oh, yeah. shots of Russian vodka. But wasn't this wedding in the Pine Barrens with the Russians? <laughs> army of Defense, however, or Army of Darkness Defense, is a lot of fun after. 
12 shots of vodka. Man, I want vodka. Fuck. <laughs> it's a shame the, the wedding wasn't in New Jersey, because it probably would have been in the Pine Barrens, and that would have made it that much better. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that Russian son of a bitch go? Ah, uh, Sopranos he were. <laughs> I got me some ketchup packets. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for me. A much bigger what we're playing for my, for me at least next week because it's been two weeks and I am jonesing to be playing some games. Me too. Josh? Yes. Uh, messed around with the Orb BR player. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little later. Played the hell out of Infamous 2. Nice. <laughs> and finished it. On the good side. Dying to go back and play it on the bad side now. Portal 2 I put in briefly uh, to show Lou the beginning of the game and the humor in it. And she was laughing at it. But she called me today from work and she said, you know what, don't ever play games like that in front of me again because I got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so confused as to where you're going and how you got there and what just happened and it's just, it's it's too much. She's like, that and what was that other one, that that one where it's all white and you're a little stick figure and you're walking around? I was like, Echo Chrome. That's another messed up mind fuck puzzle game. Definitely. You're, you're picking, like, the ones that really mess with your head. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of course those will screw you up. Nice. <laughs> They're meant to do that. <laughs> I did get some Marvel Pinball in. Sweet oh, Captain that's America right. table. I almost forgot about that. Me too. Sorry. Yeah. Captain America. It's awesome. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I love that table. Still trying to beat your score, Josh, you jerk. Glad I'm never going to beat your score, so forget uh, it. <laughs> I got to get up on that because uh, one of my friends yeah. already has my, has my score beat on that one, so... I gotta get I gotta get cracking on that one. Yeah, my problem is uh, with all these tables. I've never been good at that understanding exactly what I need to do to get all the points, and actually, then pu- even when I do understand, sometimes I don't. I'm not able to pull it off. You know. Yeah. That's the biggest problem I've always had with pinball. Same here. You, you almost need a manual attached to the table to explain exactly what you, you need to do with. You half do this know stuff. that every table has a manual attached to it, right? In a way, yes. What an amazing segue! And go to manual. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like a real pinball table, uh, like like meat space pinball table. Okay. You know. Okay. Because like the the Williams collection, the Gottlieb collection, and all that were on the PSP, PS2, all that stuff. You go into those games and you'd start to play it, and then you'd open up the you know table history and table goals, and it's like a forty-page thing explaining every last little thing to do on the table. I'm like, holy crap! I never would have figured this stuff out. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I, but, I, I guess I could have emailed you the guide that Zen, Zen Studio sent to us. Yeah, that'd be nice. Not really. There's not that much in it. Actually, I I really love the Captain America table. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. Really cool. lot of stuff going on. The only thing I didn't like was, you know, the big robot comes out. He's like, oh, a robot. I have to fight this robot. Well, I'm too busy watching the three balls yeah. and trying to keep them all in play to see anything that's going on in this badass Captain America robot fight at the top of the table. <laughs> here, here, Here's the deal with that. Um, what you have to do with the robot fight is where the robot fight is happening there's a ball that's on a, a half circle that you can hit. Yeah. Okay, that's what you have to hit. 
So basically, when you're doing the multi-ball, just kind of aim toward the middle. Just always try to hit toward the middle if you can, and you're you're bound to hit the spots that you need to hit. But yeah, that is an insanely confusing and and action-packed section of the game that it, yeah. it is frustrating because all that cool shit's happening and you can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the way a lot of digital pinball is. It's the same thing. Yeah. I need to set up a, I need to set up a camera and just film as I'm playing so I can go back and watch it go, "Oh, that's badass. Look at that." <laughs> well, I was thinking about like streaming or recording uh, some footage for the, for the new table, so maybe I'll I'll put some highlights together or something. You know, they don't have YouTube recording in there, do they? They do not. They should get on that. That is not a bad idea. We should let them know. That would be awesome for pinball cuz then you can see the better players and learn strategies and things like that i agree (laughs) all right uh (laughs) so beyond that i ran into home real quick just to play some scribble shooter before it disappears because i'm afraid it's going to disappear soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, well but yeah but the full game will be in there soon too yeah but it's in the e3 booth and i was like oh is that still there and i ran up to the e3 booth and ran upstairs and yeah played that for a little bit Love that game. Mm, yeah, definitely. And briefly before we recorded, I did play the Journey Beta for about 20 minutes. Bastard. All I can say is what we played at E3 is in there. Yeah. I think it actually, I think it's the full game that uh, got downloaded. I do think it I'm is the full sure. game. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it I, seems like it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the full um, game from what I've gathered. But yes, very quickly in that beta, you get into the part that we actually played at E3. Oh. So. All right. So it is right there. I have that on but, my list yeah. for this weekend. Yeah. I sat there with a, a nice little relaxed zen mindset. Ah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I just, I, that, that's kind of why it's on my uh, list, because after the week I've had at work, working like 17-hour days, I'm going to need that on Saturday just to relax a little bit. That is the best part about the game, in my opinion, too. Yeah. Not, not not to say anything specifically, but just that whole cer- surreal, cerebral f- type of game that that game company did with Flower. They've sort of done here, and I, I just love that relaxing, synthetic marijuana from the last show, <laughs> gentlemen, type of game. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, is that it for you? Yep. All right. Uh, well, I also went into PlayStation Home to see if our new video was up yet, and it's still not. So I'm uh, not sure when that's going to be posted. Uh, it is in Sony's hands. It has been for a while, and obviously the PSN. I think they forgot that they have it. I do too, actually, and I was going to email somebody about that tonight. Uh, I'm anxious to see that because it's got that MotorStorm interview on it. Yeah, from GDC in March. He's like sitting uh, on my lap practically. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's been <clears> in Sony's hands, and, and I'm working right now on, uh, you know, I... Uh, even though a lot of people are complaining about it, and, and I, I think people weren't really getting the point on Twitter, but uh, I picked up the Final Cut Pro X, which is the new Final Cut that everyone's complaining about. But from my point of view, I've only been using Final Cut Express for, what, a year now? I don't really know it that well, so if I need to learn a product, I'd like to learn the newest one. So I made the decision pick that up, and because it's 64-bit, it renders on the fly speed-wise. It's freaking awesome. And I'm, I'm like, training myself to use it, and I've got all this E3 video. Uh, I just got uh, the DVD from, from Josh with the footage that we've, that we've uh, took on the, on the Sony bloggy that we have. So I've got video from three different sources. It's tons and tons of video. 
So I'm pretty much trying to get like one interview a night done. And I've only gotten three done so far because I'm trying to learn this new software. So that's been eating a ton of my time. And um, we did the Brewer game thing last weekend, so that took a ton of my time as well. Uh, but I did get to play a couple of games. Uh, obviously, a little bit more kills on three with the new DLC, and it is fucking awesome. It is just great. Can't believe I haven't played enough of that game lately. Also, uh, I picked up Battle Los Angeles on Blu-ray because, uh, you know, our writer Jason had done a review on it, and it seemed like something I would enjoy. So I picked that up. Well, the Resistance 3 demo is on it, so I, I threw that in. And it's actually the level that you're on that old rickety boat that they always show in some of the videos. And uh, it's it's obviously an older demo. I mean, the stuff we played at E3 definitely looked better. But uh, it really shows you kind of what they're going for with the gameplay, and that is you're not going to kill every enemy anymore. It's just a swarm half the time. So very reassuring that this game is going down the right path. Uh, you know, the weapons wheel is great to have again. And uh, the audio is solid. The, the gameplay, it was you know, the control was very, very uh, good and tight. And uh, I think it's going to be cool. So I had, had a lot of fun with that one. Also, uh, a game that I forgot to talk about last week, uh, Outland from our friends at Housemark. Uh, you know, obviously the folks that did Super Stardust HD and Dead Nation. Uh, this game is fucking awesome. Really, really good. Uh, incredibly smooth. It's basically flashback with some Ikaruga thrown into the mix, but it's actually, you know, it actually controls well, you know, unlike flashback, which at the time it had really laggy controls, I think because of the rotoscoped uh, uh, animation they were using, this is dead on. I mean, it it is excellent controls, excellent visuals. Uh, It's definitely going to be one of those games that kind of leads you down a path and you're going to, you're going to get the story revealed to you in little chunks uh, they, they've got some little flashbacks here and there, you know, showing you what's going on. But uh, it's it's so think flashback or it's a side scrolling game, kind of like a Prince of Persia or something like that. But um, it's got this light and dark element like Ikaruga, which is a, a shmup that's pretty popular. It's on the GameCube, Dreamcast, some other stuff. Uh, so you can switch yourself after a while in the game. You can switch yourself between like a, a light element and a dark element. So if you're the dark element, you can actually get hit with the dark bullets in, in, you know, that some of the enemies throw. And likewise with this, this, this light element that you can set yourself up with and you can switch effortlessly by just using one button. So you just switch back and forth between them. So the, there, that really kind of adds this puzzle element to the game as well as exploration, as well as really good action and good side scrolling, jumping and, and just platforming. Uh, it really t- comes together well. And you can see that you're going to do some backtracking. I mean, there's there's areas that I can't get to. Uh, I believe it's also got two-player co-op, uh, which I'm not going to be able to try, obviously, because I have nobody to play with here. But uh, I, I'm not sure if it has online or not. But uh, I, I'm telling you, this is a fantastic game. And did, did you have problems with the light and the dark kind of losing your character in the background? Because that was something I saw, I think, on Twitter. Uh, not a yet. couple people had real problems with i'm only a couple hours in so far so i haven't seen it yet okay yeah it it is really good though so far i'm insanely impressed with it i i did not think i was gonna like it too much i was i i liked what i saw at pax and i was i could appreciate it but i i kept saying i don't know it's got this ikaruga thing in it and i didn't really like ikaruga even though i own three copies of it because i'm a moron 
Uh, <laughs> every time it would come out a new platform, I'm like, all right, I'll pick it up. Maybe I'll like it this time, and then I didn't. Because it's a puzzle shmup. I don't like it. Um, I'm an idiot. It's, But it's really hard to explain, but I think there's a demo out for it, too, and I, I highly recommend if you're interested, grab it. It's It's excellent. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, some Marvel pinball. You know, played some more Fantastic Four and obviously a lot of Captain America as much time as I had. I even played last night before I went to bed. And, uh, you know, Fantastic Four table is great. It, it's a much broader table. Uh, there's a lot more going on than a lot of the other tables. It, it just, it's bigger. Uh, you've got four main characters in this, and there's different missions for each of the characters that are very unique. Uh, the mini games are pretty fun, but the voice acting again is really good. Zen's really gotten a great studio to help with that now. Uh, Captain America, though, man, I, I emailed Zen back and I said, "You guys got to like bring out a stinker once in a while because I keep sounding like an idiot because every time you bring out a new table, I'm like this is the best table, this is the best table." You know, I just keep saying it over and over. But you know, Captain America, it's a smaller table. It, it's it's a lot more compact. It's a lot more action packed, and uh, it's it's insanely well done. It's very tight. It's tough. There are some ramps that are... The, the ramp on the right is insanely tough to time. Yeah. Uh, but it's an insanely satisfying game. It really captures the spirit of Captain America. And it's gorgeous. I mean, it, it, it's a beautiful table to play. And very tight control, very action-packed, and very fun. I highly, highly, highly recommend it to anyone. I, it has become my favorite table on Marvel Pinball. Uh, that and Wolverine are probably my favorites still, but the only t- p- pinball table on Marvel I really don't like is Iron Man. That that's and, and I'll still play it. I just don't like it that much. It's my least favorite. But Captain America is just outstanding pinball, and uh, you cannot go wrong with it. Seriously, if I were grading it today, I might, which I might as well, I'm not going to do a full review on just a table. I, I give this a solid A. It's so damn good. Fantastic Four is good too, though. Yeah, the Fantastic Four, actually, like, when you hit the ball and the thing gets it. Yeah. And then he throws it up in the air and smashes it down with his hand. Yeah, yeah. And the table shakes and everything. <laughs> they've, they've just been doing such a good job on kind of capturing that essence of the character that the the table is, is based on. And, uh, you know, you saw, it a, you saw a pretty good amount of that in the initial four tables that came with the game, but... You know, Fantastic Four and Captain America—they—they've taken that next step, and it, it just—it feels like they get it with those characters, and that's what I really like about it. So, other than that, uh, watched a few movies. Nothing big. Uh, we're gonna go see Transformers, I think, this weekend. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen Jason's review, and I'm a little scared, but uh, I've heard from some other people that. But what? Jason loved Avatar. Yeah, well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, of course, is our writer yeah. and a film and a film critic on a different website. He thinks. What did he call me the other day? His bizarro movie lover or something? Yeah, you're like his opposite, <laughs> basically. Which isn't true. There's a lot of stuff that he loves that I love too. But uh, and actually, that's one thing. You know, um, when I was down at Rocks this weekend. I, I wanted to get to bed early because we had a long day Saturday, and here in Glorious Bastards just starts. I'm like, fuck! Two and a half hours, <laughs> set up watching it until like three in the morning. God damn it. Uh, my God, I love that movie. God, there's so much good to say about that. Christoph Waltz is just amazing on screen. Yeah, so 
Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure I can trust uh, Jason's reviews so much because one of the ones I saw is he basically trashed District 9. You know, but I read and his I review and movie. I get it. I do get what he's saying because and I think District 9 was a good movie. I think especially because of the budget they had, the low budget that they had comparatively to a lot of other stuff you see out there. But I think District 9 kind of... Uh, got built up a little bit too much by all the all the film critics out there that like when you listen to the film spotting podcast the one thing i really that turns me off about film spotting is that they're very pretentious you know they're they're still the guys that want to see the Werner Herzog sagas that get put out and and like tree of life which i just don't want to see at all they're into all that art artsy shit just like a lot of film critics out there and i think that they're I'm I'm more of a dialogue guy. And I think that's why I love Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino especially. Uh because their their dialogue their movies are so dialogue driven and it I just can't watch that like I tried to watch the fountain one night and I fell right asleep. I, I passed out. It's terrible. It's fucking terrible. But you know, I think I've kind of grown to this other level because I used to just love the brainless uh, summer blockbuster action films. But I think that some people put a few movies into that category that don't really belong. Because you can be brainless, like a lot of Michael Bay flicks, but you still need to have some kind of character in it. And I think that's where Michael Bay worked with like The Rock. But I think he ultimately fails with the Transformers movies. The thing that interested me about the third one was that I heard that the last... Like, third of the movie is just nothing but action. But, you know, reading what Jason was saying, it sounds like that's pretty much the only place you get any. And it's 154 fucking minutes. It's... Wow. <laughs> really? For a Transformers movie? Yeah, no. That's rough. 100, 100 minutes tops. Just throw a shitload of action at us, blow shit up, burn Chicago to the ground, and let us leave. That's all I want. Yeah. So, well, then you'd find out that the top of uh, Soldier Field is a Transformer. That I wouldn't doubt. Is that that would explain it. Yeah, that would explain it. <laughs> I don't is, know what is, else the hell is going on over there. Is that seriously in the movie? <laughs> no, I'm just no. making that up. <laughs> now, now, the thing is, Josh, if you'd seen Soldier Field, you would say the same thing I did because <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I I'm really looking forward to that, but like I said, the one I'm really, really, really looking forward to right now is Captain America next month. And uh, there's another one next month, too, that I really want to see. Um, oh, uh, the, the the prequel to The Thing comes out next month. That's July. right. Finally. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's going to be a good oh, one. I really hope that holds up, because mm-hmm. everything yeah. they showed us at Comic-Con and everything they talked about sounds so freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So we were kind of planning out our movie watching for the next. And how cool is this? I'm going to really go off on the tangent here, but yeah, uh, you guys should just uh, save it for a movie podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. This one last thing. The theater. I live in a town of twenty thousand. Go get people. my pillow. No, 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 no. This is quick. I live in a town of twenty thousand people. It's a very small town, right in the middle of Wisconsin. Our theater. I live three blocks from it, and right before I moved here to town, they they actually built an addition to it and put in like stadium seating and a big mega screen, and it's a really nice theater. They just upgraded to a full 3D projector. So now I have a 3D theater with a brand new projection system three blocks away. 
So I'm I'm pretty excited about that because I think we're gonna, that's where we're going to go see Transformers at. I think Paul Rubens could have gotten a lot of trouble in a theater like that. <laughs> a lot of trouble. Let's Wait, move that on. was wrong. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all right, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the or BR for the PS3, and then we'll uh, let Josh regale us all with infamous two tales. Hey, Pierce Nation, this is PSNID Devil Maker, and, um, well, Most Apocalypse is out, and the PSN is back online, which is good news. Um, just letting you guys know that we've currently got a thread out for the Most Apocalypse um, gaming nights, um, which are going to be quite similar to the Most Pacific Rift gaming nights. Um, they're going to be on Saturdays at 9pm GMT, which is around 2pm US Pacific time, um, which hopefully shouldn't be too bad for the weekend. Um, and that's also not forgetting around 9am um, Australian New Zealand time, which hopefully shouldn't be too much of a problem. Um, it will, however, be a problem if you're living in perhaps China or Russia or India, but hopefully we don't have too many people from there on Retroids anyway. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, if you want to take part, either you know let us know on the thread or send me a friend request so I can invite you. Um, of course, my PSN ID is Devil Maker. Uh, that's Devil Maker. I make devils. Haha! <laughs> see that? See that pun there? Um, but yeah, so hopefully that'll be fun. Uh, look forward to seeing a lot of you guys on soon. And yes. Um, It'll be great fun. Anyway, uh, thanks very much, guys. Um, and see you on, like, Saturday. All right, we are back. And uh, before we get to the uh, Infamous 2 review, uh, we decided we are going to talk a little bit about the uh, this OrbR player that's coming out, or that came out for the PS3. Uh, we actually have an interview set up for it, but uh, we have, we're not going to use it yet. Because, uh, as you'll hear, I'm having a couple of problems but uh, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this pretty quick and just kind of give you an overview of what it is because it actually is pretty badass. Uh, so what this is, the Blu-ray disc that you put in your PS3, and then you control it from your PC. So if you have Play On or something like that, it's kind of a similar concept. But where the difference lies is that you don't install anything on your PS3 and you're not using the uh, the media services on the PS3. So this is actually making the connection off the software that's on the Blu-ray. The nice thing about this is that you're pretty much not limited to anything in terms of having to install like a Netflix or a Hulu or anything on your PS3 directly. You do all this on the PC itself and through the controller. So you set up the software on your PS3, or I mean on your on your PC or your Mac, and then you control it either with a little controller software that's on your PC or Mac or on your Android or your uh, iOS device. And... You can actually set this up to proxy all different types of stuff like Hulu, Hulu Plus, Netflix, ESPN3, like Comedy Central's website, all this media that's out there, and they keep adding stuff all the time. And one one thing I really like is that with Hulu and Hulu Plus, it actually aggregates the list between the two into one list on Hulu because Hulu is so fucked up that way. So, and what it does is it streams to your PS3 and, and you watch it on your TV just like normal, like on your Netflix app or whatever else. Uh, but, well, Josh, you haven't really talked about it yet, so I don't know how much you've done with this. 
I didn't get into all the Hulu, Netflix, all of that stuff. I I was more interested for myself in my media server because when I loaded up the software on the PC mm-hmm. and it said, okay, scanning your media server, okay, 54,000 files found. Jesus uh, <laughs> and we'll now index this. Oh. Yeah, it took a good six, seven hours to index. Everything. That's actually not bad for that many objects. No, it isn't. Holy crap, it was insane. But I was trying to get it done and play around with it before we recorded last week, and it didn't finish until like just before we started recording. Wow. Uh, so I didn't even get to try it back then, but I have tried it since then. Um, what I do like about this, and especially for me, with such a huge index, such a huge number of files, the PS3 is great for, like the media server, It's I think it's Twonky media server is what's built into the... Uh, the computer I have in the closet. Okay. And that works well. That works great for video because I've got everything in folders. You just go and folder list and boom, I can find everything, play it. Great. It's awesome. And I actually like that better because I tried doing the video with orb and because it's coming through my P it's going from there to the PC and then over to the, uh, PS three it the quality wasn't quite as good. Oh, okay. Um so I stayed away from the video at least, but the for music and for pictures, wow, what a difference. Really? Uh just the interface alone. Um being able to get to and sort through my music because you do it all on your phone. Right, right. So you click on music, you go to my audio library, and everything is there. Ar- albums, artists, genres, composers, songs, folders. Well, you know, you click on that on the PS3, and then you have to wait for a good 30, 40 seconds while right. it goes through and sorts through and figures out all the different artists and blah, blah, blah. And then you get a list. Uh, this is all there. It's already indexed. So it's really quick to load. It's really quick to show you everything, and the interface on the on the screen is beautiful because you know the PS3 you get the little album art in the corner and right, and then you get one of two backgrounds. Uh, Sony, we need more visualizations for the media player. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it been several years. Yeah, um, the cool thing with this is though. It puts the album art up really big on the screen, lists out all the information for the artist, album, year, all that stuff. Real big on the screen and tells you what's coming next. Okay. So it looks really nice. Um, I just found it so much easier to use for music and for pictures. Uh, which so is, is kind of really... funny because I haven't tried any of that, any of those two, with this yet. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of good that you and I are talking about this. Yeah, I am really, really happy with it, especially for that. Um, the only thing is, I'm lazy, and you know, <laughs> I have one disc, and going from PS3 to PS, where's that disc? Ah, oh, crap, it's upstairs. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, but um, it's cool. It it actually it. It took a little bit of getting used to right off the bat that, you know, I put the disc in and I still got the remote in my hand and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I'm like, wait, I can't 
do. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest need, part to get used to. Yeah. The phone. Yeah, you do everything on the phone. Um, but it is kind of neat because you know I was playing some some music for Lou last week, uh, some very specific music that I was trying to find, and I just pulled it up right here on the phone, and I was just like boom, 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 and I was playing them one after the other, right, right, right through the TV because all the all the PS3s that are hooked up have surround sound and everything. So, well, of course, um, nothing but the best for Josh Langford. Oh, of course. You know, I've been planning this for years. <laughs> so I got to this point. Um, but the other thing is, now I haven't tried this away from home. Well, and that's... The, but I'm under the impression that you can do that. Yes, you can if everything's turned on. And also, Orb has a, a piece of software for 10 bucks on the Android store and on the iPhone store that allows you to stream to your device. That's a nice feature. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's a free, because there's right, a free one out there, and it just randomly pulls like four videos from your list and lets you stream them, and it works really well. Well, see, right now, I'm looking at my, my phone interface, and I don't have the Orb BR disc in anywhere. You know, your choice has come up. It says, you know, Orb BR player or Josh Langford's iPhone. Right. Well, my iPhone, I have access to everything. Which is really nice. I've yeah. got access to to everything that's on the server, and I can play it right here on my iPhone. Yeah, yep. I'm sitting in my house, but <laughs> <laughs> but you got to get up off the couch otherwise. But yeah, it's it's nice to have that real quick. If I if I want to pull up a picture real quick, because I mean, there's thousands of pictures on that server, you know. And if I want to just listen to one specific song really quick, I can just pop it up on here super fast and just play it you yeah, know yeah. so it's really cool for that i i do have to get in and try out the other stuff like adding in netflix and all that other stuff and well, see and how I, well that and works i can touch on that uh adding the stuff is pretty easy the, the thing that you have to wrap your brain around is that you're not doing anything on the ps3 you're doing everything on the interface on your mobile device or on the controller software that you have on your pc or mac so when you want to add your Netflix account, you just add it on, like, my Android phone. I just pull it up, and I say, add a service, and I say Netflix, and I can put my Netflix on there. The best one is obviously Hulu, because how many people that have Hulu have gone to the PS3 Hulu client, and nine times out of ten, you see web only, web only, web only. This is your way out. This is your way to get full-screen Hulu, and, the, well, not just the Hulu Plus stuff you have, but the Hulu stuff that's out there that doesn't even go into Hulu Plus, all into one list, and any of the web-only stuff will still work. And it works really, really well. Uh, the streaming is excellent. It looks great. It sounds great. It's it's a lifesaver, in my opinion. Um, honestly, that Hulu thing alone is almost worth it for me. But here's the problems I'm having. And, and I have worked with the guys on the phone uh, to try to figure this out, and I think we've actually found some stuff out. But uh, number one, their Android client, uh, does not work on a tablet yet. And uh, they're working on that. They're going to have one out soon. But they also said that the Android client is a little bit laggy compared to the one for the iPhone iPad. Uh, it works all right, though. I really haven't any problems on it yet. Well, but, you know, who really has an Android tablet? Oh. Uh, me? <laughs> exactly. Well, you and nobody yeah, else. Yeah, you know what? Those Samsung Galaxy tabs are selling like hotcakes. So. Um. But the, the the other problem that I'm having is with Mac on its own, and that is with Mac OS X, 
uh, 10.6. This is right before the, the latest uh, update came out. But basically, if I installed the app, everything was fine. It would work fine. Once I turned the app off and turned it back on, it wouldn't work. And it almost looked like it was a rights issue, like it needed admin rights on the, on the uh, system and it wasn't getting it. And it just wasn't working. So uh, got some logs to the guys, worked with them a little bit. I'll be working with them some more. But I believe they already are working on uh, a new version of the software to fix the problem. When it does work, it works great. I mean, I've got a Mac Pro sitting here with dual uh, nail-in processors, you know, eight cores with eight gigs of triple-channel RAM. The thing screams. And the stuff that works works beautifully. Uh, The problem is on my Windows box, it's a little bit older, and it's not really up to snuff to do a lot of the transcoding that I want to do. Uh, for like movies that I've ripped down from the DVDs, that kind of thing. So I, I'm really re- relying on my Mac right now for this, and the software is just not working. So this is why we haven't done a full review on the website yet. Uh, I want to wait until the software works, and because I do think this is a fantastic product. Uh, I just want to see it work. Uh, the Hulu stuff, the Netflix stuff is great. They're going to be adding new services all the time. Uh, they take suggestions. They take requests, all kinds of stuff. Uh, if you go to, over to, I think it's orb.com, uh, this product, this disc is only 20 bucks. And honestly, you know, if, if you know a little bit about computers, I really, so far, e- even with the problems I'm having on the Mac, I do think it's worth it. Um, but I don't want to do a full review until I get it working fully. So that's kind of why we haven't done one yet. And the PR lady keeps emailing me, Are you guys going to do a review? But, no, it's really neat. And, uh... Even, like, I've got some ripped DVDs on my, my uh, desktop that are 480p, and they stream beautifully. And, and the cool thing is you go to the movie library right on the interface, and it says it right there because it does a scan, and it, and it keeps looking. And you can just pull those movies right up, just click it, and boom, it loads up on the PS3 and just pops right up. So very impressed with yeah. it. Image quality is good. good. Yeah, the speed's good. Everything. So uh, if they get that Mac software fixed, fuck, I'm in. Totally in. So, all right. Infamous 2. Uh, now, I haven't even started this game yet, damn it, because I haven't had any time. So, uh, no spoilers. Yeah, no, only, no spoilers. I'm only I a couple would. hours in, but it's, well, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the demos that I played, but, yeah. So, no spoilers, but get to it. Let's, no, let's hear about this. no. I, I hate spoilers, so okay. I will not get into that. So... All right, you got Cole McGrath is back with Zeke Jedediah Dunbar. That's right. Uh, yeah, the two of them are back, and it starts off with a really nice recap of the first game. And if you never played through the first game or you didn't get to the end of it, to hide your ears for you turn down your volume for twenty seconds or so. Uh, <laughs> at, at the end of the first game, you find out Kessler is. Cole from the future and that he shows him a vision of the future where this thing called the beast is destroying the East coast and it's just making its way down. And that's why he did all this to, to give Cole these powers to get him to a point where he'd be able to fight the beast. So you get all that right at the beginning again, just sort of a recap. So you know where you are. And what happens is you'll meet up with NSA agent Lucy Quo, and she's got a boat that's going to get you out of town and take you down to New Marais, which is New Orleans. 
and you're going to meet a doctor who can give you new powers, and you're going to need these powers because, you know, you've got to fight the beast. So at the start of the game, right off the bat, the beast appears in Empire City, and he's just wrecking up the joint, <laughs> and he comes after you. Uh, so this is like two minutes into the game. Um, uh, one of the cool things is when you when you actually put the game in, and we've talked about this, if you have game saves, it'll come up and it'll say, do you want to start a new game? Do you want to continue your infamous one story with the good karma? Or if you have a game save the other way, do you want to continue it with the bad karma? That's cool. And, you know, just whatever save you have in there, it'll just pull it up and say, which one do you want to, you know, do you want to continue either way? And it's awesome because... You know, it'll give you bonuses and everything for for where you are. But that also helps with the game itself, because the game really takes into account what you did in the first one a lot. Really? Um, yeah, I'll get I'll get back into that a little later. Um, but you're immediately see now this is how they this is how they this is clever the way they did this. When the beast shows up immediately in the first two minutes, you get into a fight with him, and it's sort of a quick tutorial, basic moves, you know, learn how to look here, shoot this, you know. So you're fighting the beast. You're not going to die, obviously. It's it's just made to to get you acquainted with the controls. Well, he messes you up really bad and drains out your powers. Oh. So... That's sort of a tricky little way of doing a do-over so that you don't come into Numeray all powered up and invincible, basically. Hmm. Yeah, much, Metroid says hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's good in a way because you don't lose everything. You know, you still have some of the basic powers, and, and that's all good. So what's really cool about it, like I sl- mentioned briefly there, was that this thing is really a a complete story with a com- cohesive narrative running through the two games. And the characters, uh, like Quo especially, they'll say very specific things about what you did in Empire City. Sure. So it's really taking into account what you did in the first game and whether you were good or evil and, and what happened in there. Um... And even the dead drops in the game, because their dead drops are back, they're different, though. They're uh, sort of birds that are mechanical, I guess you could say. <laughs> and they've got these, they've got the recordings attached to them. Uh, or they're just regular birds that have the recordings attached to them with a tape recorder strapped to their chest. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um but you have to find them, shoot them down, and then go pick up the recording and hear it. But even in those dead drops, you're getting more of the story pieced together for you, and you're getting very specific things mentioned about stuff that happened in the first game. Hmm. So it really needs to take into account what you did. So the idea is you're going down to find this doctor um, who's going to... Uh, He's he's created something that's going to give you more powers. And on the way down, Zeke creates uh, this thing he calls the amp. And that's that big pitchfork-looking thing that you see around. Right, right. And, and that 
brings melee attacks in in a whole new way and makes them so much more fun. Hmm. And they become kind of critical in a way. Um, so when the when the game is going on, it's constantly telling you as you're moving through the game, the beast is XX miles from New Marais. And you can see there's there's sort of a, an urgency there as the beast is making his way down the coast and you're getting the, the news reports as you pass by, th- you know, storefronts and things. And you keep hearing more about what's happening. And as he moves down the coast, it's absolutely America. You know, he came from New York. He's going to New Orleans. When you're in the pause menu, it's the U.S. <laughs> I mean, you can see it. Right. So, but, you know, they gave him their own names and, and sort of made them made them what they are. Um, so when you go to find this doctor, he gets attacked and there's an explosion. Of course, it's not a race fear, so it's not that type of explosion, but it spreads out blast shards all over the city and blast cores all over the city. And you're going to need to find these blast cores through missions basically and absorb, I think it's six or seven of them. Mm to activate the RFI, which is going to give you the power to fight the beast. Uh, I don't remember what the RFI stands for. Really fucking important, something like that, whatever it is. <laughs> it's, you need it to fight the beast. Pretty sure that's it. <laughs> so, um, so the way you handle the powers and switch between them has changed a bit. And since I came right off of Infamous 1, because as we know, I had never actually finished that game and I went back and I played it, played through like crazy and I finished it and I started playing it on evil. So I've been playing the hell out of that and I've gotten so used to the controls, so used to the voice of Cole, which has changed. Although now I'm used to the new voice (laughs) since I've been playing it so much. I'm going to have a hard time going back to the first game again. Um, It's, it's a, it's a different way of handling it because what happens is you can do so many different powers on each button and just pushing, I believe it's to the, it's either left or right on the D pad. It'll bring up a quick menu. It'll just pause the game quick and pull up a quick menu. And you just tap like X, 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 X till you get to the exact one you want on the X button or circle, circle, until you get to the one you want on the circle button. So you can swap your powers in and out super quick, which is actually pretty nice. Um, Just takes a little getting used to. Uh, Your powers are more potent as you gain them back than they were in the first game. Your bolt firing, you can fire off a pulse. (laughs) That's just awesome. The only thing is there's a twist now and it changes the gameplay significantly. Okay. Uh, when in the original game, you could just spam the bolt firing. You just fired off, fired off, you know, with no consequence. Sure. Well, in this game, as you're firing off uh, bolts or anything, you're losing power and you're depleting your battery cores. Well, that happened in the and first game. Well, but just firing off bolts, it will deplete your battery cores entirely and you won't be able to fire anything or do anything except use your melee weapon until you run and get more energy. Hmm. That's brand new. Okay. So 
it'll leave you completely vulnerable. You'll be in the middle of a huge fight. You'll be firing things off left and right, and all of a sudden you've got no power. You can't even fire a bolt. Hmm. You can't even do the most basic thing. And you're like, oh, crap, crap, crap. Where's the nearest power thing? I need to. So you're running all over the place. You really need to be aware of every power source nearby, wherever you are. Sure. Doesn't, doesn't the melee have constant energy, though? Attack? Yeah, melee is fine, but when you've got 10 guys around you firing bullets at you, melee isn't going to help you. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, you, you, can, you can kill one or two of them, but you're going to end up getting killed pretty quick. So, yeah, the melee is great, and, and it works awesome. And eventually you'll get to a point, one of the power-ups on the melee is that when you pull off the finisher move, it replenishes your power entirely, your battery cores. So... Hmm. It you know they they've they've really thought through a lot of this stuff and made it a little more strategic on how you use your powers and not overusing them and you know one of the other power ups which was the same in the first game as you're firing and hitting the enemy with bolts it's replenishing your power hmm. so those things are there but you will run out of power a lot and you'll be scrambling to quickly you know replenish your battery cores before you get killed. Uh, that also makes it incredibly difficult when you move into power down areas because generators are not littered around the way they were in Empire City. Sure. So you have to be really careful when you go into those areas and you're not all uh, amped up with you know, power-ups and things like that. You're not ready for something like that. Uh, you know, there's a ton of twists and turns along the way. There's some really cool characters in the game. Uh, there's Nyx, this chick Nyx, who is, uh, she's another conduit, and she seems to come from the swamps, uh, but she can move from place to place like Nightcrawler in X-Men. She just goes, and disappears. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. And, then, and then shoots somewhere else, and she appears you know, on another rooftop. It's it's really awesome. Uh, there's a guy named Bertrand, and he's sort of running Numeray, uh, sort of with an iron fist. He, he's not an elected official or anything like that. He was just a businessman, and he's got a militia that's controlling most of the city. Hmm. So that's going to be one of your main opponents is the militia that's all over the city because he's got them hunting for abnormals, which would be you which would be Nyx, which would be anybody exhibiting any kind of conduit behavior or conduit gene. Um, there's monsters that appear, and they seem to come out of the swamp. Uh, more information comes on them later in the game. And a third group comes in to fight about halfway, and I'm not even going to talk about them. But <laughs> you'll have three main opponents going throughout the game. Similar to the first, you know, where they were on different islands. Um, but eventually the beast will show up. He'll get to Numeray and wow, I get so amazing. Really? <laughs> and the ending, holy crap. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm dying to play it on evil. Cause I got to see what happens on evil. Uh, yes, the graphics. Looks like somebody switched this thing to evil. <laughs> the sharks have laser beams and evil. <laughs> The graphics are sharper, the cleaner, much brighter, and it helps that Numeray wasn't devastated by a Ray Sphere blast, 
So it's just a brighter, more colorful place. The lighting is much better. Uh, there's still a little bit of pop in here and there, like in the first game, but compared to the first game, it's negligible. You know, the first game had a lot of it, and I noticed it more and more the more I played. Uh, especially when you're on like a, a train or you're on the rails and you're cruising as fast as you can, uh, there was a ton of pop in. Not, not, that's not going on here. Just a little bit. Um, the city itself is gorgeous. And of course, because it's based on New Orleans, it's got older architecture, swamp type area. You know, there's a lot of trees, a lot of green, a lot of bright, vivid colors, which Empire City just didn't have because that was based more on New York and it was also devastated right at the beginning of the game. Right. The thing here is divided into two islands instead of three. And it basically comes down to four sections. You start on one half of the first island, and the other half is powered down. The other island is completely powered down and inaccessible. But on that second island is Flood Town Mm -hmm. and a huge industrial area. And Flood Town, they're really taking the the New Orleans thing uh, to heart (laughs) because that's what it is. It's, It's like a hurricane rolled through there weeks or months ago and that whole section of the town is pretty much underwater so yeah and you're coal and electricity and water they really don't yeah so you're going to spend a lot of time on uh, rooftops (laughs) and the, the rooftops that are sticking out of the water and wires and things like that um I've learned, though, not to fear water like I did in the first game hmm. because it's not as deep and you can drop into the water and jump out real quick if you can get to a roof or you can get to a wire. And the cool thing is, obviously, if an enemy happens to be in the water near you, he's going to get electrocuted. Zap him. Don't <laughs> taste me, bro. pretty sweet. <laughs> it's very, very sweet. The industrial area, it's huge. Um, That's all it is. It's just this massive, massive industrial area. The overall size of the city is smaller than uh, Empire City, but everything else in the game seems bigger. Uh, Like the enemies you fight, there's massive, massive boss battles, 50 to 100 foot high enemies. I mean, like, the beast is like a hundred feet high. He's like 10 stories tall. He's massive. And you're going to fight these guys. And it's awesome. And the powers you gain can cause some serious destruction. The there's parts of the city that are destructible. There's, you know, in new Orleans, there's that architecture where you've got all these multiple balconies right up on the front of a building. Well, you can knock all those down. And are the beasts enemies, like? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you, huh? but are, are the ahead. beasts like Shadow of the Colossus, where there's certain ways to beat some of them, or can you literally kind of pick and choose different powers and attack it different ways? Um, not the beasts, but the beasts in general. The beasts, uh, the beasts in general. Actually, what you'll find is most of them have very specific powers that work best against them. Okay. 
And you'll find that out pretty quick because I, I tried hitting them with one or two things and nothing was happening. And it's like, oh, fuck, now what do I do? <laughs> and you have to spin through all your powers and try to find something that's really going to do some damage. And then once you get that, they're much easier to defeat. But at the same time, like these are like mini bosses, I'd say. Uh, they seem easier to defeat. But what you'll find is they take so much energy to kill that, like I said before, it's one of those things where you really have to pay attention to where you are and where you can power up. Yeah. Because you'll run out of energy quick and you'll you'll have to power up a dozen, two dozen times while fighting some of these things, maybe more. Uh, so they can get difficult at times. Well, even the one in the demo, I mean, he took quite a few shots to actually get rid of them. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Sure that was they're... just a you know that was probably a remedial beast at best. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose your your movement becomes more key as well. So not only are you like going side to side as you're fighting a monster as you would in normal games, but you're also have to, having to be conscious of where you're moving in the environment in order to power up and and stay powered up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of rolling and diving comes into play. <laughs> Come on, man! Spin strafe, spin strafe. That's what it's all about, baby. <laughs> it becomes really important. Uh, the powers you gain, you know, they're really, really cool. You can lift cars and things and then fire them off and and shoot them at, at enemies, basically. Uh, the grenades are all powered up slightly differently. You, you can get rockets at one point. That's closer to the end of the game. The rockets are insane. Um, you know, and they've all got multiple variations on them, so... Really, really cool stuff that that have been added. Cool things, cool ideas that have been added to your powers. Uh, the side missions are more varied than in the first game. They're Yay. more creative and a lot more fun. Do you Holy have any, crap. Do you have any of the, uh, the, the ones where you have to climb the building and take out all the cameras? Uh, no. Yay! <laughs> Guess what? Yeah, that, that's right. What you do get, uh, there's only like two or three of them. Uh, you'll have to run around to a couple buildings and drain the power off of some satellite dishes uh, okay. so that Zeke can hack in and and put up um, his own videos. And actually, that while I'm thinking about that, that brings up something else. There's some really good humor in this game. You know, the good. first one was very serious in tone all the way through. It seems the like they're using end. Zeke as kind of your comic foil this time. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, Cole will even say stuff that shocked me when he said it and huh? just so made me see laugh. what he did there? Huh? 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 Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I'm an asshole. All right. Um, <laughs> surprised me greatly. Uh, yeah, I... I'm, I was really, really surprised. There, there's a lot more humor in the game because, I mean, it makes them more human in a way. You know, they're going through these horrible things and they're dealing with all this stuff. But at the same time, you know, they're human. They, they need to laugh. And, you know, they'll make each other laugh. <laughs> there's an awesome scene in the game where... This isn't spoiling anything. It's just one of those funny things. Cole comes back... And, you know, Zeke's got his rooftop place set up. Cole sits down on the couch. No dialogue at all. Sits down on the couch. 
and they've got the TV on. You can hear it. You're at the TV's point of view, basically. Um, Cole's phone starts to ring. He switches a button, turns it off. Zeke's phone starts to ring. He goes to reach for it, and Cole just reaches over, and he's like, he just shakes his head, and he's like, hmm. So he switches it off. And two of them sit there for a minute. They pop open a beer, clink the beers, start drinking, and just kick him back and relax. <laughs> and just the whole way it plays out is, is really funny because they're just like, you know what? I've had enough of this crap. I just want to sit down for a while and drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dialogue is great. Uh, voice acting is, is awesome. It's really, really good. Um, like I said, it's a new Cole, and I wasn't ready for that. And I didn't like it at first, but I like it a lot now. And uh, Zeke is the same. Lucy Quo is... She's a hot actress in real life. (laughs) She's a white girl in real life. Um, But I've seen her in bit parts in Stargate, Atlantis, and something else like that. And she's smoking hot. What color is she in Infamous 2? She's Asian. She's Lucy Quo. So, yeah, she's this Asian chick. And she looks freaking hot. She looks like the like the chick from uh, SOCOM uh, at the beginning of, oh, like of Infamous oh. Yeah. So, and um, let's see. Oh, user-generated content. Big I thing. I forget that. Yeah. Big, big thing here. All right. This is, you know, the big addition. User-generated content, that, that's right out of side missions. Uh, after a few missions in the game, if you're connected to the internet, and you should play connected to the internet, because your first user-generated content mission will appear, and it will tell you, you know, this is what this is, you know, if you want to go play through it. They appear as green on green mission markers on your map, so you can spot them easy. And they pop up all over the place, and you can just ignore them if you want. It has nothing to do with the game, really. with the story Um, but what they'll do is they'll give you experience points uh, which will help you build up your build up your powers so uh, you play through them and at the end of them you can rate them from one to five stars so when you walk into the mission marker it'll show you it's this it'll have a name it'll say who made it and it'll have a rating on it Hmm. right off the bat and how many playthroughs people have done and everything. So kind of a little big planet-ish, like they were kind a of showing bit, us yeah. in GDC, yeah. Yep. Um, so actually with this edition, it, as long as they keep it up and running and people keep generating content, the game will just never get old. You'll always have something to do in there, something new, <laughs> which is awesome, you yeah, know? Yeah, It's What you have is text dialogue, of course, because they couldn't record voice dialogue for every crazy combination of something somebody would put in no, there. That'd be cool if we could do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you you basically start the mission up, you're given instructions, and then you just go. You do whatever the mission is. And really, they can only be limited by your imagination. Uh, I went into the editor and tried it out. It's got some basic templates for you to work from work from. To, to start you off or you can start completely from scratch right uh, you can move anywhere in the entire city which is really sweet <laughs> being able to you know fly over the city basically 
and pick a point where you want the mission to take place. Now, can you get to everything even though you haven't finished the game yet? Or did you try this after you finished everything? I tried it after I finished the game, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure how that plays out. I think I would assume they would keep you out of the other island. Sure. But I really... Well, yeah, I would assume they would have to keep you out of the other island because you'd create it and then you really couldn't play it. Exactly. (laughs) Because you're not there yet. So, yeah. Uh, I'll have to try that with uh, my second go-through. But almost every object in the game, like pedestrians, cars, just about anything that isn't nailed down is available to use when creating a mission. Yeah. Uh, you can create like escort missions, target practice, rescue, collectibles, uh, chase, assassination, gang war, everything. Everything. You have control o- over almost anything in the editor, including the physics of the objects. Wow. So, yeah, you can really get nuts with it. It's, it's incredibly powerful, uh, and it can be a bit daunting with, with everything that's in there and incredibly time-consuming, depending on how complex you want the mission to be. Um, but you can save it uh, to your hard drive, or you can just upload it, you know, whatever you want to do with it. Right. Um, so with all that being said, you know, with all the great that this game has, and it's freaking awesome... Uh, there's still some some quirks here and there that just uh, drag it down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you still you still have that stickiness. Um, oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That I mean, that's just the way the game is. But it gets to a point where it can be troublesome at times when you're trying to, like I was trying to jump onto a very specific ladder uh, at these docks, and because there was this big giant object right below the ladder mm-hmm. it kept jumping me onto the object and then onto the back of the object and then around the object and it, and it would not let me get onto the ladder <laughs> it was so frustrating yeah i noticed that in the demo where i was trying to jump down to uh, a vehicle that you were chasing and i was riding on the on the the wires you know the high wires and it was like trolley wires so there were a couple of them up on top I couldn't get off the fuckers. Even when I would sit in circle to just drop off, I'd still just yeah. hop over to the other one. And I was getting really, really frustrated with that. Yeah. It seems... Well, I guess it seems about the same as it did in the first one. Uh, maybe a little bit stickier, actually, in, in places. Because when you're climbing in and around buildings, uh, it really is trying to get you to each point on the building especially if you're trying to drop it's going to grab onto something else or you know yeah so that can get a little frustrating well plus the whole editor piece i mean if you're going to create something from scratch it's almost got to make it just a hair stickier for it to be easier to combine all the jumping and moving into the different pieces true yeah um things can still get a little wonky around objects that don't have clean straight lines you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like around the the blast center in Empire City. Right. Um it's not quite as bad and they've cleaned that up, but it's still you still get that feeling around some places and I still got some weirdness trying to jump onto things and and slipping and and stuttering animation and things like that. Um so not as bad, but it's it's still there. The user-generated content 
the editor could really do with a nice tutorial or like a mini manual. <laughs> um, There's it's nothing? not mention nothing. Wow. I mean, you've you've got those you've got those templates to work from, and you know it'll basically have like a ring mission. Right. And the ring, the rings are there, and when you sort of move your cursor over them, there's little tips and things like that, like do this to do this, and press this to move up and down, and but not much, not Damn. really much on it at all. We should videotape that session we had at GDC. They were telling us about everything. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Even the developers were taking quite a long time to, to design a level. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, but like a mini manual or something, or even in the game manual, it's not even mentioned in the game manual beyond where where it is in the pause menu and what it means. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. I think I have to look at the website and see if they have anything there. Um, but really, they should have something for that because it's really deep. Really deep. Hmm. Um I ran into some weird glitchiness moving through walls and stuff here and there. Yeah. Um, I had one mission where I killed a guy and he had blast shards on him. And this was at a point where I had like, all I needed was like three to get 305 oh. blast shards. <laughs> oh. And yeah, I I got all the powers. I got all the um, dead drops and I got 305 blast shards. So... I I did all that. Um yeah. <laughs> uh one actually one of the powers that comes up well, let me get back to that guy real quick and then I'll I'll talk about that. Uh the guy fell face down basically between a wall and a crate. Yep. And he was sort of on the wall, sort of halfway in the wall, and I could not yeah. get to the blast shards at all. I had the and same it, problem in the demo. Oh, yeah! So frustrating, so frustrating. Um, you'll see that every now and then. Like that happened with a couple of dead drops. I, I shot the bird, and then I dropped down to the ground to find it, and it was between a wall and a crate, and I was having trouble getting to it. Um, and I'm thinking, oh no, oh no, don't do this to me! Don't totally glitch out and screw me. Um, <laughs> but I did get them eventually. Nice. Uh, with the blast shards. <sighs> They're almost too easy to find in this. I mean, that's how I got them. And you almost can't pass them up because they're purple, bright purple, and they're bigger, and they're just everywhere because it's a smaller city. You just can't not see them. You know, I came down to three, just missing three. Well, one of the last power-ups you get is a blast shard sense. So what happens is, you know, you, you click L3 and you'll see the ones closest to you. Right. Well, with the blast shard sense, you click L3 and you'll get a blue dot on your radar off to the edge. And that's where the nearest one is, even if it's like halfway across the map. Jeez. Oh, so it'll basically lead you right to it. So the last three, of course, were off in the water on the edges of the city, just like my last couple in the first yep, game that I, that I just probably wouldn't have found. So, yeah, so that's, you know, it's pretty cool. The other weird thing that I've run into, and I have to see what happens when I play through this in 
evil karma. <laughs> I've completed the game, and two small areas of the map are still not under my control. And the first there game are did that no too, though. Remember? Yeah, but there are no side missions popping up for them. Well, the one the the problem that I had with that on the first game was just a roving group of thugs that I finally encountered. It wasn't yeah. any side mission that opened it up. Yeah, that was that was the top corner of the second island, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I had that same problem. That was the last spot I needed in the first game. Um, but yeah, these two spots, because I was doing the side missions as they popped up because I wanted the XP and I wanted to power myself up because, fuck, the beast is coming. And <laughs> I wanted to be as powered up as I could be. Release the beast, um, bitch! <laughs> yeah, so I was doing every single side mission, and that's and I was having fun with them too. That's what made me want to do them. You know, I was like, I really need to get through this game so I can do the review. But oh, these side missions are so freaking cool. <laughs> but I'm Josh Langford, and I have to fill my OCD. It's worth it. They're they're worth it. So I, I need to find out what's going on with those last couple of pieces. Uh, I I'll wander around in there some more. And see if anything pops up, but it's just weird. You know, there were side missions for everything, and then these places, nothing, nothing ever showed up. Right. So, you know, those those issues, they're all minor, minor issues. They're not that big a deal. Uh, it's it's a fantastic game, absolutely fantastic from beginning to end. Uh, you know, the comedy really humanizes them. The story really comes together. You learn so much more about what these powers are, where they came from, who has them, why they have them, everything. You learn just all these really cool things, and it tells such an excellent, excellent story. It's You get the feeling that they had this full, complete story idea, and they knew where they were going with it when they made the first one. Not like they made the first one and, wow, that was successful. Now, where do we go with this, you know? Right. Um, because it, it really feels like it all fits together seamlessly. It's it's perfect to play the two back-to-back, uh, which is my suggestion if you've never played either of them. Go through the first one first uh, because they really work out great together. You know, they just took everything that was in the first and just made it better in the second. Sure. And, you know, bigger and better, and it's awesome. So cool. it gets an A. Straight up A. It's now awesome I want to play game. it even more, and I can't. Yeah, no <laughs> God shit. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Shadows of the Damned, what? Well, I, yeah. I got to work when we're done here tonight. I got to work tomorrow night. I got to, ugh, fuck. I do, I do have one question for you, Josh, and I don't know if you know, because I'm not sure if any of your friends have yet created any user content. I know that the user-created content shows up as, as, as a green, uh, with a green marker in the map, but how do you find your friends' content? Does that just appear in the map with everything else, or is there like a, a search function or something? Because if you created something, I wouldn't want to search the whole map to find that. I'd want to be able to go right to that. Do you know? Did it... I, I know there's filters. I actually didn't mess with the filters too much. Every piece of content I found was by Sucker Punch. So okay, I think they added, didn't they? Um, I forget what they called it. Like the in the in the beta or the beta, you <laughs> <laughs> they let you use the tools, and then they were going to decide on 
I forget what the, they had a term for it, like superstar or something like that. The best of the best would make it yeah, to the yeah. actual game. So I wonder if that's what you're seeing there with the Sucker Punch stuff. It, it might be, because everything right now I'm seeing is by Sucker Punch Productions. Um, I know there's ways to filter for newer content and things like that, but I really didn't mess around too much with that. So, yeah, because I, I had thought about that briefly. I, I forgot that they were talking about, you know, the best of the best is going to make it into the game. Right. Uh, and I'm wondering if it's something similar here. Uh Although, how would they do that? Well, I think they you know, have think, a review uh, process. They don't just let anybody submit anything and it, and it pops up. It might be the best of the best and your friends. Maybe. That appears in the game. Yeah, I'd be curious to find that out. And as I'm sure as we, Glenn and I play it, by that time, Josh will have created the masterful, you know, side <laughs> mission. Re- that we'll He's going to recreate the side mission. The game. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be awesome. You can't get that crazy, but I mean, some of the side missions that I played, some of the created side missions were really clever. Really clever uses of the specific environment they were in, of you know story elements and things like that. It's really neat because you can do that. You can, you know, if you've played through the story, you can you can kind of work it into the story in your own sort of way and make it a mission sort of based on that. So it's really neat. The, that's the other thing. I, I don't fully understand how they're deciding what gets up there because, you know, you could imagine with Little Big Planet and Mod Nation Racers and all these other games, there's millions and millions and millions of mods that have been done. Yeah. Now, you couldn't, your entire map would be green. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to walk around without walking through a green marker. Yeah, so. I, I don't think they. I, I, if I remember right from GDC, I think they're not doing like Little Big Planet and just letting any anybody just throw something up and it shows up. I yeah. believe they have a review yeah. process in place, and it has to actually be a full level and the whole nine before they'll actually put it up. Yeah, and it seems like even then they're picking and choosing and only putting up some up at a time. Uh, I'm not sure if they rotate things because I wasn't really paying too much attention to where things were on my map each time I started the game. Um, But I would assume each time you load it up, you might get a different selection of the user-generated content because they'd have to rotate things in and out, especially after you play one. You know, they might want to rotate it out and put something else in that might be nearby. That's a good possibility Um, too, yeah, depending on ratings and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the city, it it just all looks so cool. The whole game is, man, what a story. What a story. Oh. Shut up. Oh, I can't wait to play it on Evil. Evil. (laughs) We'll have to have somebody come over and switch you to Evil. (laughs) Yeah, excellent game. So go play Infamous 1 and then play Infamous 2. Carry your save over, get your bonuses, get the whole story all in one shot. It's awesome. <laughs> and then a reminder, only a couple days left to go get your welcome back free version of Infamous if you haven't already done so or you haven't used up your two freebies. Oh, yeah. yeah. So hur- hurry up and get that before it's too late. Definitely. It's worth it. <laughs> Especially worth it when it's free. It's a great game. And actually, uh, speaking of that, uh, our listener, Brian Smith, uh, who goes by B. Schmitta over on Twitter and on PSN, he uh, supplied a cool code for us for Infamous 2. He actually sent over the Infamous 2 Hero Edition co- co- voucher, which unlocks a bunch of different powers and everything. So 
Uh, we're going to have you email us with a, with a response uh, to a question that we're going to ask. And the correct response will get thrown into a hat, and we'll pick a winner for next week. Uh, emails have to be in by next Tuesday, let's say 3 o'clock Central Time. What the hell? Uh, it's a pretty easy question, but we're going to make you work for it anyway. Uh, in the first infamous, how many dead drops total were in the game? So, uh, uh, good in, one. In the subject line, say infamous 2 code and uh, put your, uh, your answer. And your, well, we have your email address, so we'll know who the hell you are. So let us know who you are, how many dead drops you think are in the first infamous, and uh, in the subject line, say infamous to code. And we'll uh, pick that winner next week. So thanks very much to, to Mr. Smith for sending over the, uh, the code. All right. Uh, well, we're not going to do emails this week because uh, we figured that Josh was going to run pretty long because he was just jonesing to talk about this game tonight. Uh, yeah. But if you want to send us an email, you can do so by sending it to podcast at psnation.org. You can also send us a voicemail at 715-502-9773, or you can call Skype. We're on Skype as WDT-Torgo. Uh, you can also find us on PS or on Facebook. Just look for PS Nation Podcast. But get a, guess what else? You can look for on Facebook. That's right. Somebody actually went and created a <laughs> fan page for Joel on a motherfucking stick, yo. So you can go over and become a fan of Joel on a stick. Just type in Joel on a stick in the search, and it will take you right there. You become a fan of Joel on a motherfucking stick. It's uh, <laughs> just fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, He's everywhere. Yeah. And uh, as a lot of people found out this week with the Uncharted 3 codes that we were were given out, you can find all three of us out on Twitter, uh, of course, at PJFJosh, at 5SpotJoel, and at PS3Nation. Joel and Josh were just giving out codes like a motherfucker. Uh, You can also find us and the rest of our members of the uh, Retroids podcast network over at Retroids.com. That's where our forums reside as well. You can also uh, find us over at our own website. We're going to say it time and time again, psnation.org. Check it out. We've had a lot of great comments and a lot of great discussions going on lately, and it's just getting better and better and better. Couldn't be happier. Uh, Also, don't forget to check us out on Stitcher if you have a mobile device, want to be able to stream it. Head over to Stitcher. You can find our podcast and a bunch of other ones as well. Uh, Or if you have an iPhone, iPod, Touch, or an iPad... For 99 cents in the App Store, grab the Furious Gamer application. Or if you head over to FuriousGamer.com, you can check that out uh, on the webpage. And uh, a bunch of different streaming podcasts, all gaming-related. And uh, you can actually bookmark certain spots in the shows and everything else. Very, very cool. Uh, The search function is actually one of the coolest things as well. And uh, don't forget our merch, which actually I, I put a coupon code out today. I just don't remember what the hell it is. But it's out on the Twitters there somewhere. You can head over to Zazzle.com slash PS. Something about, something about Screw You Europe. Yeah, something like that for July 4th. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you get 17.76% off of T-shirts. So check, check out the Twitter feed. Just look at the Twitter from today, which is the uh, 29th of June. Uh, and also, last but not least, our awesome, awesome sponsor. Head over to AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation. And uh, sign up for the 14-day free trial for all these awesome audiobooks that they have up there. It's like thousands and thousands, maybe millions. I, I'm not sure. I can't count that high. Uh, <laughs> but check it out. AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation. You sign up for the 14-day free trial, and you get a free book out of the deal, which uh, you don't normally get when you sign up for this service. 
And uh, if you decide not to keep the account, guess what? You get to keep the book anyway, and it still helps us out if you don't even stay for the 14 days. So pretty badass. Helps you out, helps us out, helps them out. Uh, but a very cool service. Uh, it works on a lot of mobile devices and uh, pretty neat. So we've, we've all tried it ourselves, actually. Uh, and I guess we'll talk about next week. Joel's like bagging out on us next week to go see what some band or something, whatever. Uh, yeah, we've got in Milwaukee here the well, in my opinion, and a lot of others people's opinions, the world's biggest musical fest. Yeah, or music fest. So it's ten days of awesome music, and it just <laughs> no, so happens that the one day I'm going is next week, Wednesday. No, when it's we ten record, days of musicals. So. Joel's gonna go see ten days of musicals. So That's first right. First, I'm seeing Hair, and then I'm going to the new Spidey Man. Under Roos is a new musical. Down the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I butchered that. I speaking Joel. of I speaking of musicals, just... <laughs> <laughs> between the sharks and the jets. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, sharks versus jets is finally back. Yeah, Atlanta oh moved to Winnipeg. They're the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, why always? That's so all my Canadian brothers. Why? Yo, what are we doing next week without me? And she so, uh... something lined up. <laughs> Ignoring the hockey talk whatsoever. Uh, yeah, next week we uh, have a very kick-ass uh, uh, guest host that's going to sit in with us for the entire show. And guess what, folks? It's a woman. People have said it for how many years that we need a woman on this show? And uh, we finally got a woman to agree to actually sit with Josh and I on this show. I, I slipped her 100 bucks. Of course. But, well, you know, I made promises that I can't keep. Uh, but but no, uh, our, our very good let friend. Let me say. What's that? Let me say, the only way we could get a woman to sit with us on the show is having her halfway across the planet. Well, that's true. She's going to be a little dazed. It'll be like 8.30 in the morning for her. Uh, yeah, our very good friend, Ariel. Uh, our, uh, I always get her last name screwed up. Ariel Arlotti? Angelotti. Angelotti. That's what it is. That's right. I always forget that one. So Ariel Angelotti. I'm sorry, Ariel. That's late for me. Uh, hey, works. I got it right, Ariel. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you interviewed her, you got it right too. Uh, obviously, Ariel from Q Games, uh, which we get to sit and talk with her quite a bit at E3 again, and and uh, we get to talk to her at GDC. Uh, she actually hosts their podcast, the Pixel Junk Podcast. Uh, Pixel which Junk is Radio, awesome. It. Yeah, it's great. It's it, <laughs> man. They go. We think we go on tangents. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she does have something lined up for me, sort of, but more yeah, on that later. Yeah. I don't want, don't want to reveal oh, that we, just yet. We got some fun <laughs> stuff coming up. So uh, Ariel will be joining us for the entire show, and uh, she actually is a, a gamer a lot. She games a lot. So uh, I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to this. Uh, no, no offense, Joel, but... I kind of hope she joins us full time. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, it's going to be a great time. She she does a great shot, job on their show, and uh, I think she's going to be a blast to have on this one. And like I said, you know, I know we have some female uh, listeners out there, and uh, this is going out for the ladies. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So check it out next week. Uh, again, a million thanks to Tom Crabtree for uh, hanging out with us tonight. And uh, talking to us, you know, our, our little dinky show when he could be talking to, you know, like Sports Illustrated and stuff. So that was very cool. Uh, anything, else, anything else, guys? Yeah, you know, I want to bump the music a little bit here because we haven't talked about it in a while. But our intro music is by It Is Written. And I've gotten a few emails lately just asking, hey, who's that intro band or who's doing <laughs> that music? So just kind of wanted to bump that up. 
band's called It Is Written. You can find them on MySpace. It's myspace.com slash band. They're also on Facebook. And uh, they've got a new album coming out very, very Ooh. soon. And I'm sure at that point we will uh, share one of their tracks with you all, maybe at the end of the show or something in the near future. So look for that real soon. And if you like what you hear at the beginning, please go support your, your local music and check out It Is Written. Yep, and we've always got the links in the show notes. If you head over to the website or, or over to our forums, uh, you can find that link to, to find those guys on Facebook. I really wouldn't count on MySpace too much anymore. It just got sold for $35 million today. $35 million. That's like bargain basement pricing for a site like that. Wasn't it bought for $6 billion or something yeah. ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. I think MySpace is pretty much on its last death knell. So, <laughs> yeah, check those it's guys easiest, out. Though. It's the easiest URL to read, so it's my fallback. That's fine. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, Facebook, they need to figure something out. Anyway, uh, all right, well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a bunch for hanging out with us. Don't forget to try to email in for that infamous two code. Again, uh, we're just asking how many dead drops were in the, in the first game. Uh, send that to podcast at psnation.org, and um, see if you can pick out your name as the winner. So take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. Did you ever hear Madden do this? He'll take like 35, 40 billion different things, throw them all into one sentence because he thinks they go together. Some else not going to say anything because he's been drinking since last Sunday. <laughs> some of you guys know exactly what that feels like. Madden stuffing sentences together like he's sticking sardines in a can. Like, sometimes you can talk easier to the guy. I could have taken one time you know, Michael Irvin had a crack pipe on his sideline a couple of years ago. I remember that. You could tell you now, you know, these are the guys. Like, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, man. And then you could tell that's the kind of thing we ate at Outback Steakhouse. I had a Dr. Pepper. Have you ever noticed I look like I could have been Shrek? And then you could tell these are the kinds of things that when you see that, there's there's a rainbow out today. Where the rainbow works, you got the sun over here, and then there's a cloud over here, and then the rain comes down. Hey, look, that's pretty rain. And then the sun shines through. That's a ray of sunlight. Not like rain lives down the street from Pat at the Roy G. Biv is how you remember the colors. At the end of the rainbow, there's a pile of gold and a leprechaun. He's doing a little dance, making a little love get down tonight. And then maybe, maybe I had some of that crack. And then Brent Favre... <coughs> Brett Favre had a, had a dog on his leg, and what's your farmer had a dog, and Bingo was his name Oh, I learned how to spell Bingo in third grade. It's clap by NGO. Instead of clapping, I said clap. You could have clapped there, but I didn't. Yeah, that's a dog was licking him. He's got a rash there. If he wants to get rid of it, boom, tough acting to knack, and will get rid of it. <laughs> You see that face he makes all the time now, too? It's like he just ate a really big lemon. And then he'll say the same thing in the first part of the sentence that he does in the end part of the sentence. Like, great football is, uh, is about great football. And when you're playing great football, that's what makes great football great. If you weren't playing great football then it wouldn't be great football. It'd just be mediocre football. And without great football, you can't have great football. And these guys out here today, these guys are here playing great football. Thanks, John.
I remember one time back in like 1983, I had a gobstopper in my mouth, and it's it's still there. I do a great uh, trollish version of Robert De Niro. Hey, you talking to me there? <laughs> My other favorite thing that he does is he'll, he'll point something out, but it's just so obvious. It's like, uh, <laughs> it starts out with that laugh that, <laughs> hey, that guy's got mud on his jersey. <laughs> See, the way you make mud is you got dirt and then you get water in it, and that creates mud. And then you got mud on your jersey, that's a, that's a dirty jersey. <laughs> and that, that kind of rhymes. Thanks, Johnny. 